My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my! It's Karen. I'm editing the episode currently. Um, and I wanted to go ahead and let you guys know, just as a reminder, we are streaming our episodes on Twitch. We go live around 1 or 2 in the afternoon central time. Lately it's been 2, so I think maybe we're solidifying it around there, but obviously with our schedules changing every so often, we'll probably have to change that up a little bit every so often. But I think for the most part we're trying to do 2 o'clock um, and make that our consistent time that we get up and on but like if you feel like you want to know like when we're going to be streaming or live for this um i would definitely follow our twitter uh colleen is really good about texting that we're about to go live and that we are live and all that so i would go ahead and pay attention to the twitter but we won't have a stream this next weekend we won't have a stream on sunday just because Colleen has plans, so we're going to let her go have her plans. Then we'll be back with an episode the following week. So we won't have an episode on February 9th. So don't be looking for one that day. We won't have one. It'll be the next week on the 16th that we release another episode. So that'll be when we have another episode. Anyway, I've talked for so long and um, we really should just go into the episode because this episode's going to be long. We were answering questions from Twitch. We actually had a pretty active chat so it was pretty great uh but go ahead and listen and pop in if you ever want to like talk to us or ask us questions or whatever we're always ready and willing to answer y'all's questions so just just join us every so often for a twitch stream on on sundays in the afternoons we would love to see you there anyway here's the episode happy listening bye welcome back to our goblet of wine is better our series about the harry potter books movies and everything in between in this episode we will be discussing chapters 10 11 and 12 of harry potter and the goblet of fire and as always we want to give a shout out to boom for always being there and chilling and uh bearing with us yes <laughs> thank you boom <laughs> We appreciate it. We do. We really appreciate it. So we have some announcements, more than we normally do. So obviously, please join our Discord. We would love it. Yes, please. But also, we won't be recording or streaming next Sunday. Not for the podcast, at least. I might be streaming. Yeah. I I am. I have a family obligation next Sunday, so <laughs> yeah. won't be able to. <laughs> so, but we will be back the following week for more podcasts. So please yeah. join us then. Yeah, definitely come hang out with us then. Additionally, we were going to talk more about the Quidditch World Cup um, in this episode. Just like, you know, do some research like in the background, whatnot. Um, We both kind of forgot until like right before we were going to stream and we were like, you know what? We'll talk about that next episode. So we will talk about that in the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, we will. It'll happen. Um, It will happen. I think that's it. Right. Yeah, that's it. Except Hogwarts Legacy is coming out soon, so yay. <laughs> I still need to pre-order it. <laughs> Girl, do it so you can get your Thestral mount. I should. <laughs> should we talk about these three chapters that we decided needed to be in one episode? You decided that, <laughs> not me. Okay, I decided based <laughs> off of the length of the chapters. 
They yeah. didn't realize how much content was in them, okay? Yeah, no, understood. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I understand. Because <laughs> legit, when I decided what chapters were going in what episodes, I just looked at the audible list of how long each episode, like each chapter was and went, okay, well, let's see if I can get these to be like about the same amount of times each time. So I did. And wow. <laughs> there, there's a lot. There's a lot in these three chapters. Yeah. Like, I know why I threw these three together, because it was 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and then, like, 35 minutes, which okay. ended up being about the same amount of reading time as the last episode we did. Ah, uh, uh-huh. And so I was just trying to, like, get them to be the same, but this is not the same. This is not a lot more than the last one. Yeah. <laughs> we probably yeah. could have thrown, like, the first epi- like first chapter of this one into the last one. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So we can start talking about this. Um, Chapter 10 is called Mayhem at the Ministry. Ministry. I apparently don't know how to talk. It's fine. Neither do I, so it's fine. Yeah, but I'm an English major, so. Oh, true. So you should be be better at talking. It's only slightly embarrassing. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But like this chapter, I don't know. My my ultimate feelings about this chapter is just that it was like slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of was. There, there wasn't like, a ton right. to it. So. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's talk. <laughs> okay, so I thought it was interesting that Mister Roberts didn't die mm-hmm. uh, because he was the Muggle who owned the field, and as we saw at like the kind of towards the beginning of the last chapter the uh death eaters were like um you know had them like raised above their heads or whatever you know um and so i i was just really surprised that the death eaters didn't kill them yeah i was also surprised by that i mean you know poor muggles because he literally tells them like happy christmas or something or talks yeah and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) yes yeah because uh because they had to obliviate him and his family to uh forget everything that had happened to them um so that apparently it messes with brain. them. <laughs> I know. Well, just because they've been using memory terms on him the whole time anyway, like it's all going to have some kind of effect, right? Yes. Yes. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. When are you going to learn that your actions have consequences? <laughs> they, they won't. You're right. They will not. <laughs> You're right. But everyone is trying really hard to get a port key so they can get out of there because they're super freaking terrified because of what happened the night before like okay cool you know whatever mm-hmm. mr weasley just has to stroll on up there and magically grabs a port key and can leave yeah i don't understand that <laughs> he just what? talked to the guy in charge of the port keys was like hey come here uh and just like whispered in his ear and the guy was like all right next port key go like, <laughs> like, like he He's handed a tire and he's like, all right, have fun, go home. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Just because you're like a ministry official or like, what is it? What What? What gives you the opportunity to get a port key before everyone else who was already there? Right. And like that, that kind of like thinking about more now ties into uh, something I, I wrote down for the last chapter. But like uh, Arthur is like. He, he is a part of, I don't, I can't remember if he's head of his department. I feel like he's not, but like, he's a part of the like misuse of muggle artifacts yeah. department. 
Um, and so I'm like, okay, but why would he, why would that grant him like, uh, like, why would that make it him able to just like, be like, Hey, give me a porky right now. Cause I, I feel like he's not high enough for that. No, I also don't feel like he's high enough for that. I just feel like his department in general is just a group of normies who shouldn't really get preferential treatment anyway. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, they work at the ministry, but they're not like the judges who decide who goes to Azkaban or Fudge or anything like that. You know, they're they're not like the higher ups. They're just, you know, there to keep the peace with muggle stuff. Yes. So why does he get preferential treatment? <laughs> I don't know. I, also, I really if don't get he it. gets it, why is he not getting paid like he gets that? Right? Yeah. What? What? That's that's a genuine question. Yeah. If he's going to get preferential treatment, he should be getting paid like he's getting preferential treatment. Yeah. Just saying. Saying, you know? They get their tire, you know? Mm -hmm. And capitalism uh, you're probably right Voight uh, <laughs> what <laughs> he, just, he just wrote capitalism <laughs> ah, with an okay, exclamation I point <laughs> I see that <laughs> <laughs> but um but they get their tire and then they head on off and we don't hear anything about like a specific time that they have to use the port key at or anything they just use it to go home well I feel like at this point um um, like the the port keys are just being assigned like one right after the other, so it's like okay, you have like thirty seconds for everyone in your group to touch this port key and have one hand on the port key, and then you're all leaving. And if you're not touching it, then oh well. Like <laughs> they're I, I, they're, yeah, exactly. They're stuck. I, I feel like at this point, because of the panic and because of the emergency and everything that's going on, it's like okay, we're just trying to get everyone out here like one by one by one. There is no uh, set schedule for the port keys now. We're just trying to get you all home. Yeah. Yeah, that that probably makes sense. It's a good yeah. point. Because I mean, the the dark mark was, uh, I guess in a way like a terrorist attack. Essentially, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so I mean, not not necessarily a terrorist kind attack, of. but like, like it it was something. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like is it is it fear mongering? I'm gonna yeah. look it up and see if that's what I am yeah. thinking of. I mean, it, it was essentially something very scary, um, yeah. and I guess I like I, I made a comment. My next comment is basically just like as someone who lives in 2023, I forgot Arthur can't just send his wife a text saying, "Hey, everyone's okay." Um, and I also was kind of like, oh, I guess maybe also there weren't any owls for people to really use to send. Uh, Send messages being like, hey, we're all okay. We're all alive. Don't worry about us. Whatever. Uh, so, like, you know, family members are worried about these people. So everyone's trying to get home to be like, hey, we're okay. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. I was right about fear-mongering, by the way. Fear-mongering? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened with the dark mark. Like, it was yeah. intended to make them be afraid and scared of some sort of understood danger when yeah. there wasn't really anything that had happened to really warrant, I guess, the dark mark, because it had a set pattern of when it had been used in the past, and this was not one of those moments, because yeah. it was always when someone died, and as far as we know, no one died. Yeah, as far as we know, I feel like there's a possibility 
that people died and we just don't mm-hmm. know about it but probably but who i knows? don't know because because <laughs> i mean because at the beginning of the dark mark chapter you know uh there were like the death eaters were destroying tents mm-hmm. and whatnot and you don't know if people were in there and yeah. if they uh if they were injured in any way we we know nothing as well as the green flashes of light which we all know what that spell is <laughs> Yeah, so so I think it's safe to assume that there probably were some people who died. Yeah, I just, we just I don't hear about it. That and I think it wasn't necessarily like intentional for like someone was going to die and then the dark mark was going to be immediately placed above them. I don't think that was what was going yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, I I think it was going to be yeah. like by the time they have like finished having their fun, that's when they would do the dark mark if they chose to do if it. If they were going to do it. If they were going to do it, yes. Because uh, obviously the dark mark goes up and the Death Eaters get scared yeah, and, they and they run. disperse. <laughs> they run, you know? So it's like, who knows if they were actually going to do it? We don't know. Also, why did they why? choose that night to do it? I don't know. Why choose that night to come back? I don't know. And then get scared when the dark mark comes up. Like, ooh. Like, <laughs> like y'all are weird. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, like, I've seen discussions um, just, like, over, like, you know, the interwebs of people talking about how Voldemort was just terrorizing, like, the, like, Britain, Scotland area, you know? Yeah. Like, just, like, Europe. So, like, he wasn't even, like, supposedly that scary for the rest of the world. It was just this concentrated area that he was in. That would make sense. To be honest, like, because so, I, I don't see him having that reach beyond, you know, the UK. Yeah, which which is another, like, thing. I was like, well, so why would they choose the Quidditch World Cup than just your local terrorist, basically, Voight? But, like, why would they <laughs> why would they choose the Quidditch World Cup then if, like, everyone is going to be there? Yeah, like, why, why was that the night <laughs> to come back? or at least pretend to come back and then get scared when oh suddenly hey that mark we used to use is up in the sky we gotta go now like can't be here like what what was the point of coming back that night well Voight has some ideas (laughs) oh okay all right maybe he was trying to expand his reach free marketing (laughs) yeah Voldemort's not even back yet dude yeah he He's he's still hiding out somewhere. He's, to he's be still honest, a little tiny like weird baby creature. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who drinks Nagini's venom for some reason? Her milk. <laughs> yeah, that her milk. Whatever that is. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> it's not, it might not even be her venom. <laughs> it, it might not be. We we have no idea. <laughs> he's still a crunchy baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> Dead. Oh yeah. yeah. I I honestly I do feel like Grindelwald had a lot more reach than Voldemort did though. See, I don't remember a whole lot about Grindelwald, so I can't say for sure, but I would be inclined to believe that. Yeah. Cause I I feel like he was in the Americas and then, you know, he was also at like the the fancy like meetings for the other countries in like Europe too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He definitely seems more terrifying than Voldemort, in my opinion. <laughs> Voldemort was just afraid of a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can we really talk about how this villain of these seven books is just scared of a small child? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like, that that's an interesting thing, though, you know, because, like, I, I would assume that, you know, before the whole incident with Harry, you know, 
Voldemort was just kind of like, yeah, I'm doing my shit. I'm doing my thing. It's all good. And then he gets defeated by a fucking baby. And yeah. it's like, it, it, are you... I, I understand his plight to try and kill Harry still. Yes. Because he's yes. like, you're the one who, who like, stopped my reign of terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just... It, it's really interesting. It's like, he's kind of only going after Harry at this point, yeah. but Harry's protected by so many people. So many people. So many. Like, he he hasn't even gone back to what his reign of terror was. Nope. He was, he's just, he's solely focused he's on so trying to get Harry. He's Harry every single yeah. day. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all he's doing. Uh, boy, he wasn't scared of the Potters. He was so willing to go in there and kill James and Lily. He was scared of one-year-old Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, because there was a prophecy. We find yeah. this in, I think, the next book. But there was a prophecy that basically said, you know, like, oh, a boy born at the end of July, like, will bring you down, yep. essentially. So he yeah. was like, okay, I have to yeah. kill this child. Yeah, basically, uh, a random seer one day said, oh, this is the end of you. This this little baby boy is the end of you. <laughs> <laughs> July babies. Yep. Hey, I'm wrong. a July baby. Leave me oh, alone. Who are you destroying, Colleen? <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't know yet, guys. I don't know yet. We we'll figure it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's literally why. That's it. Just because yeah. of a prophecy. And prophecies don't always come true, so... Okay. Hold on, I'm looking at the prophecy just because I'm curious at this point. Dirty cancers and Leos. Oh my gosh, the point. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have a lot to say as we go on. <laughs> Probably, yeah. This is going to be an even longer episode. Have you have you read the books, Flight? That's a good question. Or did you just watch the movie? Up until the fourth? Oh, so you didn't read this one. Uh, you haven't read Goblet okay. of Fire? Your library? Oh, you did uh, read the fourth one. Your library didn't have the fifth one. Oh... You should read the fifth one. (laughs) The fifth one's really good. The fifth one's one of my favorites. It's so good. You're mad? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) God, I can't figure out what the actual... It's also the biggest, isn't it? No, the seventh one is the longest. Okay, I think I found it. Uh, So the prophecy is, uh, the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches... Born to those who have thrice defied him, born as the seventh month dies, and the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal, but he will have power the Dark Lord does not, and either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord will be born as the seventh month dies. Dude, they both could have lived. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there wasn't a one will die because the other one is going to live kind of thing. Like it wasn't going to come to pass unless they made it happen and they made it happen. <laughs> like you didn't have to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> you could have. But, but Voldemort wanted the power. Okay. okay. He wanted the power. Come on. Was he trying to steal Harry's power? Because Harry's power is just love. And, you know, he, he can't really do much with that one. No, I think he was just trying to get rid of Harry. I think it was just, okay, get out of here. Okay, okay. Don't need you in my life. Really but, um, but they get back to the burrow, and Molly is super worried. She's wigging out. She's like, oh my gosh, I was so worried. I'm so glad you guys are okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and and oh my gosh i thought this was so funny she felt so bad about being angry with fred and george before they left she was like the last <laughs> thing i did was yell at you guys i'm so sorry <laughs> i mean i mean that's of course that's what would be going through her brain you know that's like i could see her like worrying about that like forever yeah. especially if if they had died for any reason it's like that that was the last thing i said to them you know i i yelled at them i was mad at them like i don't oh, yeah. i don't want that yeah it's true you well, that's why people give you advice of never leave angry never go to bed angry like if you yeah. have a problem figure it out work it out or at least like put it to the side so you can like still be kind to the person that you care about because you never know what's going to happen kind of situation. But yeah. That's that's where that advice comes from. Um, I, I do agree that Harry Potter is a better love story than Twilight, and it's not even a love story, so, you know. <laughs> so I think mine is next. But So they put fire whiskey in Hermione's tea. So like, I don't know if 100% if that's actually alcohol, but, like, if they're putting alcohol in Hermione's tea, what? <laughs> no, they put alcohol in Molly's tea. Oh, I thought they were giving Hermione tea. No, because okay. because Molly was so shaken up and worried about okay. everyone who had gone to the Triwizard, uh, not Triwizard, sorry, Quidditch World Cup, that they were like, okay, Molly, calm down. Here's some tea. We put a little bit of alcohol in it. Don't worry about it. So what did I hear? <laughs> like Hermione's name Hold on, was let like, me, right there. Maybe then. it might have like, been. I, Hold on, let me... I genuinely thought that that was what I heard, and I was like, "What the fuck?" No, that's not. That's not. <laughs> okay, it. good. Well, as long see, as you looked see. at it. Oh well, you haven't checked it yet. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> yeah, whiskey does sound like alcohol. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'll, I'll read. I'll read yes. the sense for yes. you. Okay. Read it. When they were all crammed into the tiny kitchen, and Hermione had made Mrs. Weasley a cup of very strong mm. tea, into which Mr. Weasley insisted on pouring a shot of uh, old fire whiskey, like Ajian's old fire whiskey uh bill handed his father the newspaper okay so hermione made the tea hermione made the tea mr weasley said put some fire whiskey in there okay okay that's what that is (laughs) that makes a lot more sense i was like she is 14 (laughs) yeah no they did not give hermione any alcohol (laughs) taking shots of fireball she's not though (laughs) apparently she could be we're we're good she's not she could be but she's not (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was so worried. I was like, "What?" Anyway, what? Um, I think yours is yeah. next. Yeah, yeah. So, so kind of like I said, at the end of that sentence. Uh, Bill gave his father the newspaper, uh, because the newspaper, you know, had like all over the front page. It's about the Quidditch World Cup and the terror that happened there and everything. Um, and apparently, you know, Mister Weasley's like skimming through it, and he's like, "Oh, they mentioned me." And Molly's like, oh, there's no way I would have seen that. And he's like, no, not by name. They don't mention me by name. But basically, apparently, uh, Mr. Weasley had told a group of people that no one had been hurt in the forest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when did this happen? Because apparently, you know, there was a group of people standing outside the forest being like, oh, my God, what's going on there? Yeah. And I, I feel like I kind of feel like this was either in between. Um, like in between. Uh, like like Harry, Ron, Hermione, and their group going into the forest, and then the dark mark happening. It was either at that point somewhere in there, or it was like right after the whole dark mark situation. And they went back to the tent, but it wasn't said in the book after the dark mark situation. So I feel like it was before it. 
Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm like, when did this happen? I don't know when that would have happened. Like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Is Joe just trying to cause problems? I think so. Uh, But also, yeah, but also (laughs) Mr. Weasley, like, is going into the office when this has basically nothing to do with his department and he's on holiday. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's it's really weird, his his department, because he's like the misuse of muggle artifacts guy. Um, And so, but like, even with all the shit happening, they're like, Arthur, get in here. And it's like, okay, but why? Yeah. Why is he going in? Like, oh. none of this has anything to do with the misuse of muggle artifacts, guys. None, none yeah. of this. And here's the, here's the other thing. Yeah, he's a ministry official, kind of-ish, but, like, he's not the type of ministry official that you would be taking a report from anyway in this situation. So, like, at that I don't point, know. he's just a civilian. Because, well, I don't know. Because Mr. I feel like Mr. Weasley is the kind of person who's like, yeah, I'm going to help it any way I can. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the times I feel like he does help the ministry out with whatever, even if it's not necessarily in his job description. He should be getting paid better. Exactly. Yeah. He should <laughs> definitely be getting paid better. And it sucks that he's not. But uh, but it's just like, I, Mr. Weasley, why are you going in? <laughs> like, yeah. you, you deal with muggle artifacts being misused by wizards. That is what your job is supposed to be. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Getting paid better, especially since he's a true <laughs> blood. True blood. <laughs> uh, the word you're looking blood. for is pure blood. Yeah, it's pure blood. Uh, <laughs> Here's, here's the other thing. If they're going to use him for all of these things, call him in, be like, you need to come help us with this. You need to come help us with Mad-Eye, like, later on when they ask him to come help with Mad-Eye, like, all of that. So you're going to make sure that he still lives in, like, basically poverty in the wizarding world? Right? Yeah. Like, Mr. Weasley should definitely be getting paid better. Like, he's doing far more than I think he's supposed to be doing. Way, way too much. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> And like, well, we'll get to the whole Mad Eye thing yeah, later. But uh, but like the whole thing with Mad Eye, it's like, as far as I could tell, there uh, Amos Diggory was just like, hey, we need to make sure Mad Eye is not like in some deep shit here. I know you can probably get him off with a warning. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. get in here. <laughs> it's like, like you're the only one for the job. What? Like, okay, pay him better, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let him provide for his family in a way that actually makes sense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's yeah. fine, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, in in that article or whatever, like that's when they start talking about Rita Skeeter. This is like your like kind of first real reference. I think they talked about her a little bit in like the past book or two. Yeah, they might have mentioned her like briefly, but... but this is when we really get into Rita Skeeter. Like this book is where we get into her and oh my gosh she's so much more annoying in the books let me tell you that i know (laughs) it's gonna be bad (laughs) yeah it's oh it's gonna be awful like rita skeeter in the movies annoying okay but you know understandable because she's just like a tabloid writer but rita skeeter in the books not understandable can't stand her don't get it (laughs) nope (laughs) (laughs) so she's annoying and then you know of course so is percy because he's all like, well, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't have said anything, Dad. Percy, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, I, I'm sure all the people who were standing around, like, they were probably, like, number one, they were probably asking, like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And two, I feel like maybe 
a few of them could have recognized Arthur as like, hey, you're a ministry official or like, hey, you work in the ministry. Like, Mm -hmm. can you tell us something? And so he was just like, okay, it's all good. It's fine. (laughs) What? No. (laughs) Yeah. Person needs to stop. Person needs to stop acting like he's so much better than everyone else, especially his dad. Like, dude. I know. are Are you kidding me? You're not better. Okay, you are not better. Nope. (laughs) And, oh my gosh, Percy's all like, well, now I have to go turn in my cauldron report. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Why are you writing a stupid cauldron report? Why? He thinks he's better than everyone. And he's like, ah, you know, the Quidditch World Cup is old news now. That was yesterday's news. Literally. My comment after I found that out, I was like, of course he did. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he wrote a cauldron report. Of course he did. What else is he going to write? You know, like what? (laughs) What else? (laughs) And he has to give it to what? Barty Crouch? That's who he has to give it to? Maybe. Barty Crouch's job is languages. What is Barty Crouch going to do with a stupid cauldron report? I don't, I don't know. Actually, is doesn't Percy work under Barty Crouch? Yes. So what is he doing writing a I report on know. cauldrons? See, here's the thing. I don't think Joe ever intended for anyone to analyze her story this much because I don't think she would have made as many mistakes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Actually, now now that I'm really thinking about it, you know, Barty Crouch does languages. Percy's now working under Barty Crouch, a.k.a. the language master. Yes. Does Hogwarts have languages that you can learn? Like, do they have language classes? I, like, I would Spanish assume so. I would assume so, too, but we never hear about them. Yeah, but how did Barty Crouch learn all of his 200-plus languages? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I haven't heard of Hogwarts having language classes, so what? All okay. Well, and then on top of that, how would he have learned all of his, so many plot holes in this story? And if you're not wrong, there are a lot. You're not. There's a, there's a lot. But how would he have learned all 200 of those languages by this point in his life? Like, did he have a time turner too? That's what I questioned in a previous episode. I was like, how has he had time to learn 200 languages? I do not understand. And and did he? only take language classes in school yeah right yeah <laughs> or did he go to like a uh, like a higher education wizarding school yeah somewhere like, is and there one like, i don't know do they have wizard college <laughs> I, I feel like there's gotta be some sort of wizard college like how somewhere. they should have wizard preschool and like elementary school because yes hogwarts is high school basically <laughs> yeah oh yeah so there's gotta be something. They could have just used that time machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barty Crouch probably has something that he used. Oh, I'm, probably I'm a sure time turner. Um, I'm guessing a time turner. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I do want to mention the Weasley's clock. Yes. Uh, because th- there is a brief mention of it in this chapter, and you know the the hands all all have like uh. Like, faces for, like, there's a hand for each family member of the Weasley family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's different places it could point to. It could point to work, to school, to home, to uh, traveling, to whatever. Um, and I think, like, like obviously when the cup was going on, um, I don't know what their hands would have been at. But when the whole dark mark situation would have, gone, would have been going on, I'm sure their hands were all at mortal peril. Um, I feel like... The next morning, by the next morning when they were traveling to come back home, I feel like they wouldn't necessarily be on mortal peril anymore. 
So I don't know where they would be on that clock. And I feel like Molly shouldn't be as worried um, as she was maybe, although I I understand her worry. Uh, But I just, I just feel like it would have been like, okay, they're fine. They're all fine. None of them are dead as far as I can tell. (laughs) Well, wouldn't it have switched them to traveling once they touched the port key? Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Once, once it hit traveling, I'm sure she rushed out the door to go meet them. But I mean, before they touched the port key, like that yeah, next morning before they traveled. Anymore. Exactly. So I, I just feel like maybe she shouldn't have been as worried at that point. Like, would have been right. like, okay, like, are you guys like emotionally? Are you guys okay now? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you all right? Yeah. They, they were definitely fine that morning. There's got to be something that like they were resting on before i just don't understand that clock it's stupid it is stupid like like i like the idea of it but sure but it it makes no sense no practical sense (laughs) but harry for some odd reason asks if he got any mail and molly's like no (laughs) we haven't had any mail like nothing has happened um and then he rushes off and he's like, oh, I should have gotten a message from Sirius by now. And they're all like, but you literally sent that message like a day ago. Yeah, it, it only been like two days or like, something. Like, Harry, you have to wait because they literally <laughs> <Yeah>. use snail mail <laughs> through birds. <laughs> yeah. And you and they uh, like I think it mentions it like you don't know where Sirius is. Mm-hmm. He could be in Egypt. He could be exactly wherever. It could be anywhere. And the owls could- have to fly. They can't just keep doing it. They're not, like, unending possible, like, (laughs) robots, you know? Like, they sleep. They have to eat. They have to sleep. They have to chill out sometimes. Or they'll get exhausted and, like, die. So, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, just like we can't go on forever doing whatever it is we're doing. Yeah. Neither can owls. Yeah, so Harry, I'm sorry. But, like, give him some more time, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I did think it was really annoying that uh, they continually, even in this book, insist that he stops talking about Voldemort by name. Like, it's just a name, guys. Mm -hmm. And, like... I don't remember if Hermione actually says this in the books, but in the movie, she's like, fear of the name only increases fear in the thing itself. Okay. I I think that might've been in an earlier book. Maybe I like, maybe. I know, I, I know at least Dumbledore says it, I think in an earlier book, because I, I briefly remember uh, touching on that in like an early yeah. episode. Yeah. I think you're right. But, but I, like, I don't remember if she has said it again since then. Y'all need for- to remember that Hermione said that. Okay. I mean, I think I think the reason like people are maybe still scared and maybe even more scared now after the Quidditch World Cup mm-hmm. is because like Voldemort really could be coming back. They don't yeah. know. All they know is that the Death Eaters were there. And the there was dark a dark mark, mark in the sky. There. Yeah, it could be anything. That's true. Anything could be happening right now. It's very true. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but th- but then, you know, Hermione is, like, talking about how they should just, like, chill out and stuff. And Ron's like, oh, like, we could play Quidditch, blah, 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 like, all this. And Hermione's like, Harry doesn't want to play Quidditch. Like, Hermione, why are you talking for Harry? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Harry's, uh-huh. like, immediately like, yeah, 
I'll go get my fireball. Let's go. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's play Quidditch. <laughs> let's play some Quidditch. And Hermione gets upset that they go and decide to play a game to, like, you know, chill out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Hermione, what? Like, what, what did you want them to do? Wallow in their feelings of terror? Like, they're 14. <laughs> they're 14. Let them have some fun. Come on. Voight. Hermione did not lose to Ginny. <laughs> what? Hermione wasn't even going to date Harry. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not a thing that was going to happen. That was never a thing. I feel like I feel like I heard somewhere, though, that maybe Joe was going to have Hermione end up with Harry. Yeah, I, might I be saw that. Wrong. I saw that somewhere on the internet, but I don't know if that's yeah. actually from her or whatever. I have no idea. She wanted a true blood, a pure blood boy, a pure <laughs> blood. Say it with me. Pure blood. Pure blood. <laughs> the pure blood. <laughs> You'd prefer Hermione and Harry? Why? You don't like Ginny? Ginny's a fucking badass. I like Ginny. Ginny's awesome. I mean, Ginny's better in the books. Ginny is so oh. much better in the books. She's well, hardly in the movies. Boy, here's the here's the thing. You didn't read book five, so there's your problem. You didn't read the last three books. That's your issue. <laughs> You need to read book five because that's when you really get into Ginny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because like Ginny, Ginny's here. Ginny's a character in Ginny these books rad, and in the movies. Dude. But it's yeah, it's when you get to like books five that you really get to yep. know her. That is the start of it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know Ginny up until like book five, really. Anyway, like you yeah. you hear her talk and you know encounter her sometimes, but she's not like a character character until the fifth one. Yeah, so pretty much. You should read the books. Just Please. saying, you will change your opinion on Ginny. <laughs> yes, agreed. Okay, well, and then okay, so Arthur comes home right, and Molly's all excited that he came home, but um. Why are people sending howlers to the ministry? Like, what good is that going to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what? You're just sending bombs to the ministry? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what? <laughs> why? <laughs> because why not? We're all upset. We got to yell about it. See, at that point, I feel like they should just, like, designate, like, Percy to, like, a one room where they send all of the howlers so he can just open all of them and have them all just yell. Yes, yeah. Then there aren't any bombs <laughs> happening, and Percy just, actually has a job that makes sense. Just send Percy in there <laughs> with a really good pair of, like, headphones or something. Oh, something to block out sound, the earmuffs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and just uh, and just send him in there and tell him, okay, open all of these. Don't bother listening to them. Just yeah. open them all up, one after the other. Yeah. Just go. Yeah, and he his job is now a howler opener. That's ministry. Yeah. I would love to see him be all high and mighty about being the howler opener. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? <laughs> I'm the howler opener. You know, I'm it's a really important job. I, I have to make sure these don't just explode because we didn't open them in time. It's a very big deal. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, But, you know, right after that, uh, Percy has to make the comment of he has to make up for his mistakes about his mm -hmm. dad. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It is a, a, a wonder that Arthur lets you still live in the house. They should have built a shack for you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <the> fuck out. <laughs> uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, how did Percy turn out this way? How? 
How? With his family? How? <laughs> I get the feeling it's the fact that he, like, you know, he doesn't like being overshadowed by, you know, the rest, his older brothers. And so he's like, well, now I have to be the best. And so, you know, he's been trying to be, like, literally the best in the family. And so now he's like, ah, I'm working in the ministry. I work under Barty Crouch. He's fucking awesome. And it's just like, okay, Percy, you're not, you're not that great. I have all my goody two-shoe friends at Hogwarts who are nothing like my family. <laughs> They're all boring. And I yes. have Penelope Clearwater. How? Yep. How does he have a girlfriend? The does fuck? he still have a girlfriend? That, Bro, I don't I, know. I don't I feel like he doesn't, but I don't know. But if he does, how? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I hope Penelope has seen through him by now. I, I really hope. So. <laughs> I hope so. Because <laughs> yikers. Yeah. <laughs> But let's see. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Fred and George are, are working on some stuff. And Molly's all like, you better not be making new order sheets or whatever. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, I'm sure that they're absolutely doing that, actually. They're they're trying to make their mother feel bad at this point. They're like, oh, don't yell at us. You never know yeah. what's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the worst. I know. I, I cannot with them. <laughs> Yeah, Fred and George are just the type of people who would 100% take advantage of that type of situation. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. 100%, yes. But, you know, now, so since they're still talking about, like, Rita and everything that's going on with the ministry, it, it turns out Rita has now found out about the missing lady. <laughs> Bertha! <laughs> no hey! No one looking for. Yeah. Like, guys... Um, yeah. maybe you should have, like, been a little bit more on top of that and tried to reach out to her or go find her. Like, it could have been important to, like, yeah. not let the tabloids find out. <laughs> yeah, because she was working under uh, Ludo Bagman, who is, you know, the head of the, like, Quidditch games and mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and so he, like, she's been missing for, I don't know, like a month or two or something. And Bagman's just been like, yeah, whatever. Okay. But, you know, Bertha has been like shuttled around from department to department. And so I'm like, I, I don't understand Bertha. I don't understand her job. Yeah. And I, I feel, I, I don't know. I don't get it. She's just kind of like a non-important person. Yeah. <laughs> I also like, feel like she's not important. She's not important. She's, like, she's really not. <laughs> do we even know what her job is? Like, I know that they give her like random ones that so. don't make any sense. Just like Percy writing a cauldron report. But yeah. um, what? <laughs> like what was she I don't supposed know. to be doing I don't get it I do not get it <laughs> but you know Rita found out so now that's gonna be everywhere yay <laughs> yeah we love that yeah oh my gosh I ah, it's, it's rough it's rough guys it's, it's real rough guys Um, but Molly did do the shopping for them while they were yes. gone she did yes. get that taken care of Um, and you know, there were some things on their list that apparently they didn't know. So I guess Ron and Harry never looked at their list that they needed for school. I don't even think they got them themselves. I feel oh, like okay. I feel like the like letters just probably just while they yeah, were gone. I don't even think it was while they were gone. I think oh. it was just they were sent there. Molly said, hey, I got your list. I'll get everything. Like she didn't oh, okay. even bother giving them to Harry and Ron. Or oh, okay. Like, I think she was just like, I got it. Don't worry. See, I feel like I would have okay. been interested right. to know what I need for school. <laughs> I mean, usually you would go buy it with your parents yourself. 
So, like, yeah. you, you usually would see it. Uh, but the interesting thing about Molly's little shopping trip to Diagon Alley to go get all their school supplies is that apparently she also got gold out of Harry's vault for him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. How? <clears throat> stream title, guys. <laughs> yeah, Karen's stream title. <laughs> um, yeah, how was she able to get literally anything out of his vault? First of all, I feel like she's not authorized to access this vault. Second of all, don't you need a key? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, they had a key on the goblin side and a key on Harry's side. Exactly. Because if you remember the first movie or the first book, you know, Harry goes with Hagrid to, to Gringotts and it's like, oh, does Mr. Harry Potter have his key? And Hagrid's like, oh, hold on. And like pulls out the key and is like, ah, there it is. So like, yeah. I don't think Harry gave her his key. And even still, I feel like the person who owns the vault like needs to be there. I I agree. I also think the person who owns the vault should be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially considering in the seventh one, when they take the Polyjuice potion and have Hermione look like Bellatrix or whatever. Yes. Yeah. They legit yeah. were like, oh yeah, she has to be here. So how was Molly I mean, able to go? I, I don't know. I Who knows? Because if Molly I, can just go into Harry's, then that means the trio could have just gone into Bellatrix's, right? Yeah, except the trio was, like, wanted, basically. I mean, so true. So they couldn't just go in. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, three random people just being like, oh, yes, I need to get yeah. into Bellatrix Lestrange's vault. Yeah. They would have been like, I'm sorry, what? Exactly. So don't think so. <laughs> Molly Weasley trying to get into Harry's vault doesn't make sense. It doesn't because <laughs> I because I feel like they would have been like, okay, who are you? What are you to Harry Potter? Is this his vault? Like, where's the key? Like, who the fuck are you? And it would have been like, oh, you know, my son is best friends with him. Like, okay, and and <laughs> like, <laughs> did you just call Molly a dirty gold digger? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she is seeing um, her I husband. Have, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I have a comment in a sec that's going to literally squash that one. Okay, D just you wait. wait just We're getting wait. there. We're, We're getting almost there. there. Um, it's basically the next thing. It, it basically is. But um, we do need to talk about the dress robes that they get for school. <laughs> yes. Because... In the movies, obviously, they get, like, shipped to them while they're at Hogwarts, and Ron's like, what the heck is this, you know? But yeah. they get them before they go to school here, and, and Ron is like, what? Mom, you gave me Ginny's new dress. <laughs> Actually, I don't... Dress, it's dress robes. I don't think he even says that in here. He talks about Ginny's dress, yeah. Did he? I don't know. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I'm looking. Oh, you did. She did. She did. She did. You're right. Um... <laughs> And she's like, that's not for Ginny, that's for you. And he's like, well, I'm not going to wear that. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Harry has some too, but they just look like his normal robes, but green. So. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. Because, you know, like, Ron gets his, it's secondhand. He's like, oh, I'm not going to wear this. I, I thought it was really funny that Molly was like, okay, fine, go naked. Harry, make sure you take a photo. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Literally. Uh, but, uh, but it's like, so... So Molly could only afford, you know, these these uh, hand-me-down dress robes. And I feel like Fred and George and Jenny had to also have gotten some sort of hand-me-down dress robes. Yeah. Um, or right? Jenny, I guess a gown or something. But we never hear about them. We never nope. really see them. 
Um, and then Harry, I guess Molly just took money out of Harry's vault and bought him some nice ones. She did. <laughs> like, she what? did indeed. Also, how does she know his size? Like, I don't, know. I don't think she would know what size he is. Like, what size he needs in terms of dress robes. I, I, I mean, none of, none of this world really makes a lot of sense. So none of it does. None of it. Absolutely it's none. Rough. Also, we don't know how much that money costs in the the world. Like we don't we don't I've, know. I've looked it up in in within the past like two or three weeks since we got back into the podcast, and it's it's like it's ridiculous. It's a weird amount. Like I I think the galleons, the gold is like, I don't know. One galleon is like twenty five dollars or something. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. So so wait, if they spend like 13 galleons on something and it's $25 per galleon, that's a lot of money. Hold on. I'm looking it up again. Let's see. All right. So using the exchange rate provided by Hagger in the first book. Wait, he has an exchange um, thing? Oh my God. Uh, uh, re- regarding like galleons to sickles and sickles to nuts. Uh, Basically, someone figured that one galleon is about $25, one sickle is about $1.50, and one nut is about five cents, supposedly. Yeah, but did Joe say it? Because I want to know Joe's values for these things. (laughs) I don't know. I do not know. We would need to do more research into this. I don't don't think she knows how much her money costs. Okay, guys? She doesn't. (laughs) She doesn't know anything about her series. Clearly. (laughs) Um, But, okay, so here's here's the the part that I was talking about. Harry gets his fancy dress robes, you know, whatever. And then, you know, there's this little, little thing where Harry literally said that he would have, like, willingly helped the Weasleys out by splitting his bank vault. Like, he was so willing to do that, and they told him no. So she's not a gold digger. (laughs) Yeah, she's definitely not a gold digger. Because otherwise, like, they would have been like, yeah, that would be really helpful. Like, I think think that goes along with uh, things we've said before. Like, when Ron broke his wand, like, Mm -hmm. Harry should have been like, hey, like, let me pay for that. But I think the Weasleys would have said, no, we're good. So... (laughs) Jenny played, played the long con. <laughs> I mean, basically, she's had a crush on him since they were in second year. Or yeah. she was in second year. He was in second year. Hers was first he, year. He, yeah. yeah, he was in second yeah. year. She was in first year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because she's a grade below. <laughs> yep. But yeah. um, that's all I have for that chapter. Yeah, no, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. We, we got to, we get, really got to go on these chapters, so it's going to be a three hour long Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, no way is chapter 10 going to take this long. Oh, it right? is. Oh, it is. <laughs> it will. Um, so chapter 11 is aboard the Hogwarts Express. The forehead uh. scarf filled with gold. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, um, no. So aboard the Hogwarts Express. They're getting ready to leave. You know, it's the day that they go to the train station, the day that they get on the the train, go to Hogwarts, all of that fun stuff, you know. Um, And I was like, this is why we're really reading these books, because I like it when they go to Hogwarts. I would rather not have to read all of the middle ground stuff. It's like all the exciting stuff usually happens at Hogwarts. So, yeah, Yeah, let's go. Usually. I, I made a random comment that Harry put on jeans and a sweatshirt for the trip to school. And I was like, in Texas, you would drown in your own sweat that way. I wonder <laughs> it would be how way too hot. I wonder how cold it is for them at that time. I don't, I don't know. I'm, hold on. 
Because school starts on September 1st Weather. for them. September. <laughs> Let's see. Um, average fall temperatures throughout the UK range between uh, 48 degrees and 64. Um, September can be much hotter than these averages. Okay, so that probably wouldn't make sense, Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless the train is freezing. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. You don't know. Maybe. I, I guess I could see it that way. Yeah. Um, But this is where we hear about Mad-Eye and how he, like, you know, had an intruder or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, now in trouble with the ministry, kind of. And this mm-hmm. is where Arthur has to go and solve that problem. Yeah. And not get paid for it. <laughs> as, as I was thinking about this, because this is kind of where I mentioned or, like, where I questioned why, why Arthur still has to go into these things, even though mm-hmm. he's just part of the... Uh, misuse of muggle artifacts department i'm like well you know i guess depending on the situation if a muggle artifact was misused or at least was was a part of the situation you know and arthur's called in it like it in my head i was thinking of him as like i don't know why i the the word that came to mind was forensics department of like <laughs> you know like oh yeah like that that was, that was just my thought you know they just have to figure out what's going on yeah. but I, I, I don't guess know. in a way, maybe. In a way, kind of. Yeah. So this whole situation with Mad-Eye, it just made me wonder if this is, like, actually when he gets replaced. I think it is. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't know when he gets replaced. I just know he gets replaced. Yeah. That's, that's, that was actually <laughs> a question I had. Because um, I was like, is this actually Mad-Eye? Or is it, you know, Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah. being Mad-Eye? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I also had a couple questions about yes. Arthur going to help Mad Eye. I was like, I was like, first of all, how is Arthur the only one to help Mad Eye? Uh, secondly, why is Mad Eye so important? Ignoring the fact that I know that he starts his teaching job, um, that that you know Arthur needs to help him get off with a warning. Uh, mm-hmm. Does Arthur know what Mad Eye's new job is? I think he does. Probably. And how do Amos and Arthur know about Mad Eye's job? They're all friends, I guess. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they are. Maybe, may, maybe Amos and Arthur, but maybe. otherwise, I don't think so. Maya, so my thing was like, how is Arthur the only one, the only one who yes. can stop Mad Eye from getting in trouble? How? Yeah. How? And I, I, I felt it was just like, hey, like, just make sure he gets off with the warning, not necessarily like. He's completely out of the blue, like doesn't or not out of the blue, just like, you know, he he's not in trouble at all, but Yeah. I don't know. I'm just very confused. <laughs> I, I do not know. I had I had an additional question um in yes. regards to Mad Eye though. Um why what is it with these Hogwarts professors arriving at school the same day the students do? Maybe he didn't want to be there any longer than he had to be. I mean maybe. But that would mean he'd have to unpack while trying to get everything ready for school. Exactly. And also, I, I like, guess when they get there, when does their school start for real? Like, when are they arriving at Hogwarts and when do classes actually start? I think it just depends on the year. Like, let's see, what, what year is this? 1994? Uh, I guess, yeah. September probably. 1994. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, September 1st, 1994 was a Thursday. Let's like 
Okay. So I'm thinking either either they had a very short school week and classes started the next day on Friday, yeah. or they said, hey, you're all here. Awesome. We love that. Take start a long weekend. We'll start on Monday. Yeah. I could see it going either way. I could too. I have no clue how her school system works. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and i also have no clue why i wrote percy's a little bitch but he is <laughs> um i can find out he had to have oh, said sorry. something or done something oh i'm sure he did <laughs> i'm positive i just left no oh, oh. <laughs> no information about why i said it <laughs> it's, it's the fact that uh bill and charlie decided to come and see everyone off at king's cross station but Percy, apologizing most profusely, said that he really needed to go to work. I just can't justify taking more time off at the moment, he told them. Mr. Crouch is really starting to rely on me. Kick him That's out of the house, guys. He's clearly an adult. He's, Get him out. He doesn't need to be here. He doesn't Kick need him to out. be here Kick at him all. Out. He's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. But, you know, I, we already knew that Bill and Charlie were the better brothers anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, Bill and Charlie are definitely the better brothers, even if we don't really see them. Yeah, we do not know much. them that well, but they're better. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're definitely better. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, because, like, Charlie helped them get an illegal dragon out of the castle, and Bill helps them in the seventh book. Like, yep. They're both very good. Percy is like, oh, I am horrible. <laughs> I feel like Bill and Charlie might be two of the most like like in my mind at least for, from the very little we know about them I feel like they're the two kind of like most well-rounded Weasley children mm-hmm. um like they're, they're not like super intense I guess um and they're pretty chill uh in terms of everything you know Charlie helping sneak out an illegal dragon yes Bill <laughs> helping out and whatnot like I I, I don't know they're just cool <laughs> they're, they're they're the cool brothers they're the cool brothers and then the next cool brothers are fred and george we don't talk yeah. about percy <laughs> <laughs> percy who's percy <laughs> never heard know. of him never heard of him <laughs> usually people say that about charlie charlie who's that never yeah. seen him yeah but we like charlie <laughs> we like charlie charlie's pretty cool <laughs> um i want to talk about how molly knows how many taxis to call for because in the second book, when, you know, Arthur um, enchanted the car mm-hmm. uh, that he had, you know, they get into the car and Molly, I, I very I very specifically remember this. Molly comes in and is like, oh, you know, it's much roomier in here than it looks on the outside. And I'm like, and it, like Mr. Weasley basically gives Harry a look of like, don't tell her that it's not supposed to be this big on the inside. Um, and so I'm like, okay, so she's never been in a normal muggle car that hasn't been enchanted. How many taxes does she know to call for? She calls for three. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, I also question why Crookshanks isn't in some sort of pet carrier, especially since it's raining. You know, I will never understand how Crookshanks travels because the owls are always in carriers and I'm sure the frogs are always in carriers. Yeah. But but cats, I guess they don't go in carriers. <laughs> or at least Crookshanks doesn't for some reason. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have point, no idea. 
Hermione has probably grown up around cats because cats exist in the muggle world too, Miss Ma'am. So, yeah. Uh, you should probably have that thing in a carrier, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I <laughs> doubt Crookshanks is just kind of hanging out there, you know? <laughs> no. no. No way. Especially considering a lot of cats don't like being in moving vehicles. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like a lot of cats don't wouldn't just stay by their owners. No. Um, or maybe it's just the cats that I've had. I feel like that my cats would never just... If I just took them somewhere, they would not stay with me. They would run off. Well, and clearly Crookshanks didn't stick around with Hermione either because Crookshanks ended up clawing the driver's leg. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How was Crookshanks even down there? I don't know. Why are we letting this cat crawl around the taxi while someone's driving? Right. <laughs> like, right. Unless your cat is the most calm, kind, understanding animal that you can safely let them climb around that car. I don't see the point. Yeah, same. Crookshanks doesn't seem like that type of cat. I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and from what we read, she's like, she, he, whatever, clearly isn't. Crookshanks yeah. is a guy, right? Yeah, Crookshanks is a little little cat. Yeah, dude. little cat dude. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, don't get it. Don't understand. Should really be in a carrier. I'm sorry. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but you know they they get to the they get to the train station. They got all their stuff out of the cars after traumatizing all of the taxi drivers. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, don't know why they did that. But it's whatever. They couldn't have just used flu powder again. Like what? I I don't know because we don't know if there's like any um, fireplaces for them to travel to in that area. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I feel like it would be on platform nine three quarters. Yeah. So I just I feel like there should be a way to get to the platform. Without just having to drop everyone off at King's Cross Station. Right, yeah. There should be something else. Like like a fireplace. <laughs> yeah, there, there should be a fireplace or something. Kind of like you two. see a, uh, the Ministry of Magic Ministry, in like, the fifth yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> like, there should be something. <laughs> there should definitely be something. Um. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, wait a minute. The, the fireplaces we see at the Ministry in the fifth movie... Or no, I'm thinking of the seventh movie right now, actually, I think. Because um, I'm thinking of when they ha- they go into, the, like, the bathrooms uh, to get into the ministry and mm-hmm. they, like, step in the toilet and, yeah. like, flush it. Yeah. Don't they appear in a fireplace? I think so. Oh, that's Maybe. weird. I think you're right. I think so, yeah. That is really weird. That doesn't make any sense. We'll have to find out if that's accurate to what the book says. Yeah, I'm really curious about that. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. No idea. The traveling in this uh, this series is interesting. Um, <laughs> it changes every book. It does. But, you know, they, they apparently just lean sideways on the barrier and fall in, and all of a sudden the platform is right in front of them. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. Like, like, from what I'm understanding, the barrier is essentially just, like, a portal. Yeah. Or, like... Like an invisible curtain to another yeah. area, you can literally just walk right through it. You don't have to run at it. That's what it sounds like. And it also sounds like apparently you can just lean on it and end up being upright, not falling down. 
Yeah, that that was a weird uh, like. Oh, let's just lean against it. And like, what? I was like, that's so weird. What are you guys doing? <laughs> but yeah, they why are you just standing it? up? It's fine. It's so, fine. They all make it onto the platform. Whatever they can get on the train. So they start like saying their goodbyes and all that, and like Bill and Charlie are like, oh, blah blah blah, like hinting at something that's going mm-hmm. to happen, and and then um, you know. They really, like, they just speak really openly about what's going to happen, but they don't, like, talk about what it is. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, (laughs) how do they know about it? (laughs) I don't know. Like, is is Arthur, are Arthur and Percy both just, like, blabbing to the older Weasleys and Molly, just being like, hey, I know what's happening this year. It's the Triwizard Tournament. Let's go! And then, like, they're just keeping it from the rest of the Weasleys? Maybe, because Charlie and Bill are like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, I might come and, like, watch it for a little bit or whatever. I mean, like, Charlie <laughs> already knows because he's going to be bringing yes. dragons. Yes, he does know about that. Cause he I'm not sure it. how Bill but, knows. But, yeah, how does Bill know? Doesn't Isn't he, like, a treasure hunter? Didn't we already talk about that? Yeah, he's a treasure hunter. I feel like he said something <laughs> about, like... Like working at the ministry or something though, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You Bill work for the work bank. There. Yeah, Bill works for a bank. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can find that part because I I feel like he said something. Um, let's see. No, Bill doesn't really say anything about that. No, okay, I imagined right. it. Right. I imagined it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but but then their their mom Molly, she's like talking, you know, and she's like, oh, like. It'll be so fun. You'll be so excited. You probably won't even want to come home for Christmas. And they're like, Mom, what do you know that we don't? And I was like, lots of things, kiddos, especially the newest way y'all might die this year. Yeah. So exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo. So exciting. And then, you know, they're on the train, right? They said their goodbyes. They're on the train. And Mm -hmm. they find probably a compartment by this point to sit down. And they hear Draco talking. (laughs) Because he just happens to be in the next compartment over. Yep. Wow. Yep. Just casually. Um, and he's apparently talking about how, like, you know, he, like, could have gone to Durmstrang and, like, his dad really wanted him to. But his mom was like, no, it's too far. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I doubt he would have gotten into Durmstrang, to be honest. I don't know. I feel like he could have uh, because it, it is mentioned that, like, um, like Durmstrang, like, um, not influences the dark arts, but like they, they do focus they a lot. On, they teach them. They teach yeah. a lot of the dark arts. And I'm like, well, you know, and I guess depending on like the faculty at Durmstrang, maybe some of them were death eaters. I don't know. They would probably be like, ah, oh, Lucius is a death eater. Ah, oh, his son wants to come here. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like Durmstrang probably would have better prepared Draco to be a Death Eater. Yeah, uh, probably. Because Hogwarts isn't teaching him that shit. No, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, by, by the time he does, like, become a Death Eater in the sixth book, like, he, he's obviously just a scared little kid just yeah. doing what his parents want him to do. Exactly. So. I guess, yeah, maybe that would have been helpful, but I think his mom didn't want him to turn out that way. I think so, so I think too. That's yeah. Why she really wanted him to go to Hogwarts instead? Yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, but, but uh, you know, they they have their oh sorry yes I, I would say just just a just a few things yeah um 
like I, I didn't remember specifically that Durmstrang like taught the dark arts. Like I, cause I know the, I know the movies really well. And like in my mind, I was just kind of like, Oh, you know, like they, they look stricter or whatever. Like, okay, sure. And you know, their headmaster, whoever, uh, Igor Karkarov, you know, is like affiliated with the dark arts. Okay, cool. That doesn't mean anything about school. So like, I completely forgot that they actually teach it. Yeah. Like I, completely forgot like I thought maybe I was imagining that they were actually you know like dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but uh they also <laughs> they do apparently yeah they do uh um I Hermione also makes a comment that people don't actually know where Durmstrang or mm-hmm. Bobatons are and yeah. like I guess unless they've been to it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's kind of strange. I feel like we know where they come from, but I guess maybe not. I guess not. I don't know. I don't know. But they have this whole conversation about like how people don't know where they are and stuff. And Hermione's like, guys, it's obviously like charms and enchantments and all these like special protective spells. Like, duh. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, how yeah. do you think people don't show up at Hogwarts randomly? <laughs> like, hello. She's like, yeah. are you guys okay? <laughs> I mean, she's the only one who's ever read, read Hogwarts A History. You're right. So. You're right. She is the only one who read that book. I feel like Hogwarts A History would be so interesting. I also think it would be really interesting. Like, I think it would be incredibly interesting. I feel like every Muggleborn would be like, what the fuck? For tell sure. me more. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I feel like Harry would have been interested in it, but he doesn't read books, apparently. He doesn't read Weirdo. books, now, Except for his textbooks, apparently. Maybe. Because sometimes he reads those. Sometimes, yes. What a weirdo. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, like you know, they're they're all chatting and stuff, and and you know, they started talking about Durmstrang, and and Hermione's like, oh, you know, like I bet it's like somewhere in like the cold area though, because like their uniforms have like fur built in, and I'm like, how do you yeah. know that? They they make a comment about. I, I think Hermione says like, oh, it might be further north, and I'm like, what the? F- how much further north? probably iceland i don't know iceland, uh, <laughs> i i don't think so but maybe i don't know in the middle of the ocean I don't know. <laughs> but th- this was like my favorite part of that that conversation that they had <laughs> like ron is like think of the possibilities it would have been so easy to push malfoy off a glacier and make it look like an accident shame his mother likes him <laughs> yep like what <laughs> Yeah. He's he's sitting here talking about having Draco go to to Durmstrang, I guess. Uh, but they yeah. wouldn't have been there anyway. So wh- how would you have pushed Draco off a of glacier, Ron? I don't know. You I don't know what to tell <laughs> you. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be there. <laughs> you wouldn't even know him. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But you know, Harry buys snacks for everyone. You know, gets some cakes Ooh. for them all to share. Fun times while they're yeah, traveling. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say anything about it, but they called it the lunch cart or like the lunch trolley or something. And I was like, that's weird. I thought it was like the candy trolley. Bruh, I have no clue what this trolley <laughs> is. And I don't think Joe does either. She doesn't. <laughs> she really doesn't. Um, But they get to see their friends. Like their friends pop in every so often while they're on this train ride. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because, you know, it's, it mentions Seamus, Dean, and Neville. And Neville's the only one like described. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Yeah. 
so we don't know what Seamus or Dean look like, I guess. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't necessarily like, I mean, it does say like, oh, Neville had a round face, but also he was raised by his grandmother and like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, can we talk oh, about Seamus okay. and Dean too? <laughs> yeah, can we talk about them too? Why is it only Neville? Like, aren't they important? I'm, I'm pretty sure. No, they're, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> pretty sure we've heard about them every book since the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's interesting. Why don't we know more about them? don't know they're literally in <laughs> harry's year in his house and we know diddly squat we know nothing except that uh seamus's mom was a witch and his dad was yep. a muggle that's it that's all we got yep yep <laughs> that's about it and he blows stuff up he blows stuff up <laughs> it's usually on accident but sometimes he gets to do it on purpose oh my gosh but you know okay so then they have the little little chat with uh with draco or not draco with neville and then draco pops up and he's like, hey, guys, let me talk to y'all. And I was like, Draco, just admit you want to be friends already. Like, we can all see it. <laughs> right. You don't need Come to like, be rude. And st- like, just stop being a little bitch and, like, be friendly, okay? You don't need to be rude. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and Draco knows what's going on. Yeah. I was like, okay, of course, of course Draco's father told him what's happening. Like, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? But he won't tell them, obviously. He's like, wait, you guys don't know? Oh my gosh, Ron, like, you have a That's dad. so embarrassing. Yeah, he's like, you have a dad and a brother who work at the ministry and they're not telling you? What? Like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't. But, you know, uh, Ron, like, slams the door shut and the glass shatters. Yeah, how? <laughs> how did the glass shatter? I really want to know. <laughs> Ron, how hard did you hit that door? <laughs> how thin was the glass? <laughs> also that. <laughs> but it yeah. shatters and Hermione uh, repairs it with her wand. With magic. Hermione. Yeah. You can't do magic on the train. <laughs> do, can she? I feel like she can't. But at the same time, <laughs> it's been happening like since the first yeah. book. And no so... one's getting in trouble for it. So maybe you can. Maybe you I can. Don't I don't know. I, don't I have like no it. idea. I don't like it either. Like there needs to be more. So, someone somewhere needs to write down. And one of these books, it better say if you can or cannot use magic on the train. Because this is ridiculous. I don't think it's ever going to tell us. Oh, it's not. It will not. <laughs> we but only I, have I, two more trains than us anyway. Oh, that's true. That's really sad, oh. actually. <laughs> too sad but they make it to hogsmeade and it is cold and rainy and they're very wow. happy that they are not first years traveling in boats yeah <laughs> i have yes a comment it might be in the next chapter though okay so we next- can talk about it when we get to it all right so that's the end of chapter 11 cool chapter yes. 12 is called the triwizard tournament so now we know what's going on at the castle. <laughs> we will know. We're not we're not quite there yet, but we will know by the end of the chapter. We are getting there. <laughs> getting there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's time to go inside the castle and like we love Ooh. Hogwarts. Yay! We love Hogwarts, yes we do. We love Hogwarts, how about you? <laughs> and uh, apparently Peeves is dropping water bombs on the students. Yep. <laughs> Peeves, yay! <laughs> yeah i I, don't know (laughs) i always forget about peeves purely because he's not in the movies oh he should be in the movies i don't know why they didn't put him in he's very important like i'm Mm -hmm. confused how they even made the movies without peeves (laughs) 
Right. Right. Because they had to cut out whole instances of, like, storytelling that would have been really nice to include in the movies. But because Hughes was there, they were like, just kidding, we can't do it. (laughs) Never mind. That's why a lot of changes happened and a lot of people aren't happy with the changes. But that's fine. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But McGonagall is all like, stop it, Peeves. Stop. Stop doing this. This is bad. <laughs> You're not supposed to do this. <laughs> yeah. I had a random thought while I was reading yes. this. I, I I mean, at first I was like, it mentions that Harry's wearing sneakers, like one of the water balloons, like uh, splashed right next to Harry's sneakers or something. And I was like, I thought they wore like dress shoes with their uniforms. Oh, that would suck. I hope they don't. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, I hope not too, but like when you're watching the movies, you know, like I, I think it's more like dress shoes that they wear. So I was like, Harry's wearing sneakers? Now I feel like I have to go watch what? one of the movies to see what shoes they wear. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, now that I think about it, you know, they, they mentioned that the students change into their school robes while on the train. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know why, but like in my mind, all like I'm thinking they're changing their entire outfit while on the train. Um, but I'm also like, maybe not if they're changing on the train, unless there's a specific like train car that has dressing. Yeah, maybe, but I, I feel like more likely is they probably just wear, well, no, cause Harry wore a sweatshirt and jeans. Yeah, exactly. That's not his school uniform. That's not school uniform at all. Yeah, you're right. They have to be changing somewhere then. Yeah, because I, I like I feel like in my mind I was always thinking, oh yeah, they're just gonna change in the compartment they're in, you know, yeah. pull the shades down, just change in there. But no, because you have guys and girls like yeah. sharing compartments, so yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I do not think so. Huh. Although I, I am now reminded of a uh, there was one time while I was on choir tour. Sorry, I'm going on tangent. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was one time I was on choir tour. Uh. The choir, like, I can't remember if this was, like, if it was, like, oh, this is the end of the tour, like, we can change into regular clothes now, or if it was, like, we were going in between uh, things, like, maybe we had to wear choir dresses and tuxes uh, at a performance, and then we didn't really have anywhere to change afterwards to change into regular clothes or what, Uh, but I do remember there was one choir tour where we literally changed on the bus, like, to, like all the guys hopped off the girls like pulled down all the shades changed on the bus and then we all switched the girls hopped off the bus guys got on on the bus and changed clothes like it was like okay this is interesting that is interesting yeah i don't know maybe that's what they do maybe they kick maybe i don't yeah their compartment and stand in the hall <laughs> yeah I, I was just having a thought i was like maybe they do just kick like the guys out of the compartment the girls change and then when the girls are done the guys go in and change like Huh. I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. I feel like Hermione is the type who would just wear her uniform already. (laughs) I I feel like she would at least wear, like, depending on if she's wearing a skirt or pants, I think she usually wears a skirt. Like, she would at least wear, like, the skirt and then, like, a white blouse. Yeah. You know? And then she'd be, like, wear a sweater over it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's crazy. I always forget about their uniforms. I was like, Same. oh, they probably just pull their robes on over what they're wearing. And then I was right? like, <laughs> it's like, no. no, they have other things underneath, like yeah. the sweater and the shirt and the tie. 
Yeah. Because it's like a private school. <laughs> um, exactly. I don't know. Crazy. But it's time for them to eat, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. I forgot they're at Hogwarts. <laughs> I was talking about them changing on the train. It's feast time. They have it's made it to Hogwarts. Time. They're soaking wet because of peeves. And it's feast time. <laughs> Well, they're not necessarily soaking wet because of right. peeves. They're soaking wet because of the rain outside. Well, outside and inside because of peeves. <laughs> but yeah. um, but they go in and it's really warm in the Great Hall, which is probably good for them because they're freezing because um, mm-hmm. it's very cold and rainy. Um, and Colin Creevy gets all excited to say hi to Harry. Yeah, I still wonder why Colin Creepy still sees Harry as a hero. I don't know. Like why? I don't know. I don't know either. Like you like Colin, you you you've been at Hogwarts with Harry for like 2 years now. I feel like you shouldn't still see him as a hero. Yeah. Like also, he's just you got a kid. Petrified kind of because of Harry. So <laughs> Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Kind of, kind of, kind, kind of, kind of. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. yeah. So Colin's like, "Oh my gosh, my brother's coming! It's his first year. His name is Dennis." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, "Oh, I hope he's in Gryffindor." And and Harry's like, "What? Like, like wouldn't okay. he be? Like, is, what? oh right, yeah. Why would he not be in Gryffindor?" And and Hermione like makes a comment about how. Parvati's twin is in Ravenclaw and I was like oh yeah I forgot Padma was in Ravenclaw I was like the Patil twins aren't in the same house since yeah, when I forgot <laughs> I, I forgot about it but it's like the more that I think about it the more I'm like oh yeah like they're twins but they're not yeah. in the same house yeah I that's was like, okay. so weird I, I but okay like it would have been a little bit even more weird if uh Padma had ended up in Slytherin <laughs> <laughs> One twin in Slytherin, one twin in Gryffindor. <laughs> that would have been interesting. But she's in Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, no, she's Ravenclaw. Don't worry. Um. So, yeah, I was like, that's really interesting. Because, you know, obviously, like, we probably had it in our heads, too, that the family basically stays in the same house for the most part. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think that family, like, no, well, like yeah. stays in the same house. I mean, we know about, like, the R- Blacks, serious, like, serious yeah. and... Yeah, uh, but I think the reason that specifically the Patil twins, I think the the reason I thought that they were both in Gryffindor is because uh, at least in the movie, it might be the same in the book. I don't know, but uh, for the Yule Ball, you know, Harry and Ron go with the the Patil twins. So I just thought like, oh, they must all they must both be in Gryffindor. They must all be in Gryffindor. I think the movie makes Padma in Gryffindor. It might, to be which- honest is wrong but okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's fine i guess I it is know. what it is i always liked them i just i guess didn't remember that they were separated like that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's probably nice because they don't have to share a room true yeah that's probably nice although how often do they see each other if like you're mostly only allowed to hang out in your own common room I feel like they probably study together. It's at least Unless a possibility. They don't want to. <laughs> uh, may- maybe they hate Sibling each other. <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
that's not how it looks in the movies, just so you guys know. It looks like they are very, very close, attached to yes. the hip, which is why I don't understand how they're in separate houses. Yeah, kind of like Fred and George. On the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's how twins work, apparently. Not Apparently. That's not how my brothers were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, But... Yeah, so they're sitting there, and they look up at, like, where all the teachers sit and stuff, and they notice that there's an empty chair where, like, the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher sits, and they're like, oh, do we not have a teacher this year? You guys, what? They're gonna find a teacher for you, okay? (laughs) I mean, there were a few empty seats for multiple reasons, but yeah, yeah, no, that one wasn't filled. Like, no one was sitting there at that moment. (laughs) Uh, so it's like, okay, Hermione, I get it. You're you're like, oh my god, what are we going to do about Defense Against the Dark Arts? Like, don't worry. Someone will teach that, I promise. Also, school hasn't started yet, and people could be sick or just having to take care of something instead right at that moment. Like, they don't have to be there right when you yeah. get there. <laughs> and, and I like, uh, earlier in this episode, I looked up a calendar for September 1994. Like, you might not even have classes for another three days. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. About that, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So calm your tits. It's for fine. For real. For real. And then the first years come in, and they're they're clearly very um cold. The poor things. yes, the poor things. <laughs> and yeah. Dennis walks in. Well, we we kind of find out this is Dennis because of the way he like waves at Colin and stuff. But but he walks in and he's like huddled in Hagrid's like huge coat. <laughs> the image of Dennis made me laugh really hard. <laughs> Because tiny it's like, little head and this huge coat. <laughs> yeah, and like, and the fact it's like, oh yeah, the smallest boy of the group, you know, was walking up wrapped in Hagrid's coat, and you know, looks over at Colin Creamy and excitedly mouths the words, "I fell in the lake," and it just made me laugh really hard. Of just this teeny tiny, like super excited little kid who's like just drenched, just soaked in water. Just wearing this giant coat. I was like, this is so funny. Yeah, teensy-weensy little 11-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. But anyway, uh, the audiobook has a really cool Sorting Hat song. Really? It has a cool tune and everything. Oh, nice. I'll, uh, I'll play it for you after this. Okay, sounds good. Um... But it's really interesting. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Realize there was a tune. Right. You know, we didn't hear it in the past ones. I, I mean, like, you can assume that there's a tune, but we just yeah. don't know what it is. Don't know it, but there's a tune. There's a tune. And I was like, I wonder if, like, Joe helped Jim know how to sing it, you know? I mean, Maybe. Because he, like, literally sings the whole thing in the Sorting Hat voice. And I was like, yeah. okay, Jim Dale. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could also be that she didn't necessarily have a tune in mind, but she worked with someone who, you know, like, put a tune to out. it. Yeah. And yeah. was like, wow, I really like that. Like, let's go for it. That's possible. But, yeah. yay. Now it's time to get sorted after his uh, song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, there... So, uh, so it was really interesting going through the sorting because, you know, it went normally and 
And it was like, oh, yeah, we got to the L's and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, okay, we have, you know, a Q, someone with a Q last name. They went, they got sorted. And suddenly it's someone with a W last name. And I'm like, okay, are we missing some other students in the middle of these two? Because I, I feel like there should be at least one or two other students there. Probably. Maybe like, they got eaten by the squid while they yeah. were saved by the squid. Yeah, I was like, maybe they fell in the lake and didn't get returned to the boats. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know. But, Whatever. But I did I did say that Colin needs to stop being so obsessed with Harry. He's just a, he does. a person. Like a, a 14-year-old dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've known Harry for like two years now. Like, he's just a kid. He's just don't... a kid. Just like you. <laughs> just a kid. He's literally only a year older than you are. <laughs> like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I yes, I want to make a comment real quick before we kind of move on to the next thing. Go for it. I guess. Uh, so it's storming outside. It's been storming all day. Um, like on the way to Hogwarts and everything. Um, and during the welcome feast, I'm like, do I wonder if this storm is supposed to kind of like, I don't, I don't necessarily know if it if foreshadowing is the right word, but is it supposed to like just kind of imply that the end of this book isn't going to be very happy. Like it's going to be kind of dark, you know, like what was Cedric dying and Voldemort coming back and everything. I'm like, I don't know if this is supposed to be some sort of symbolism for the end of the book or if it's just what's happening, you know? Yeah. I have no clue either. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I feel like it could go either way. It could, it could be, you know, like symbolism for, Hey, the book has a dark ending. Sorry. But it could also just be that Joe wanted it to be stormy that day. It's also possible, yeah. I don't know. Go either way. Because, yeah, as far as we know, it hasn't really been stormy when they've arrived. Yeah. This is, like, the first time, basically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they finished the sorting, They all of that, you know, um... And it's time to eat. Yes. And all of the ghosts come out, you know, to like hang out with the uh, with the the kids, because they like to hang out with their their um friends, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't That's know. That's probably how they see the students, but um, isn't it Nick who's talking to them? Yes. Correct. Yeah. So he's talking to them, and he mentions that like Peeves can't be there, and blah blah blah, and. And they were like, oh, okay, is that, like, what was happening outside of the hall then? Like, is that why he was acting mm -hmm. like that? <laughs> it was the bear bloody baron. Yeah. Like, they all came together and discussed whether Peeves could be at the feast or not. And the bloody baron was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. no, he cannot. And so he told yeah. Peeves no. <laughs> And it was like the the Hufflepuff ghost who I think is the fat friar. Yeah, he wanted um, to give him a chance. He, yeah, he was like, oh, you know, maybe give him a chance. But I think because um, because of what's happening this year, it's kind of like, nah, can't risk Peeves yeah. being there for the announcement. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. Peeves has been exiled from the Great Hall for now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and that's why he was throwing water bums at the students because he was upset. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. can't. Um, but but you know, on top of that, nearly headless Nick happens to mention that there are house elves at Hogwarts. 
And <laughs> Hermione's like, what? That What? There's house elves? I haven't <laughs> seen one. Where? I haven't seen yeah. any of them. And he's like, uh, yeah, they usually spend most of their time in the kitchen, like, making your food and stuff. Like, and then they come out, like, at night to, like, clean a little bit and, like, tend to the fires and stuff. Like, just normal house elf stuff. And mm-hmm. she's like, what? Do they get paid? Do they get vacation? Do they get all of this stuff? And Nick's like, I don't think they care about any of that stuff. Yeah, he he's like, they don't want that. And I think I think it's interesting that Hermione's like specifically asking about like sick leave and pensions yeah. and whatever. Like, are they getting paid? And I'm like, I guarantee you, she's the only 14 year old who would even be thinking about like pensions. You know, like yeah. I know I wasn't thinking about pensions when no, I was 14. I wasn't like either. no. But I honestly don't even know if I know what a pension is right now anyway, so. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Googling it. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we're not We're not going to talk about it. That's a, that's a problem for later. Uh, but yeah, no, like, Hermione's just like, like, I understand her worry about yes. the house elves. And she's yeah. like, oh my God, this is slavery. You know, like, this is slave labor. And it's like, it is. It is. Yes, it totally it is. is, you know. But, I mean, first of all, the house, that's what the house elves want, yeah. Um. And I don't know if it's because they've been conditioned to think that and to want that, or if it's because they that's just genuinely what they want. Yeah. If it's like their nature to like always want to serve yeah. people and stuff, like who knows? Yeah. Except then you get like Dobby. Like Harry has yeah. essentially convinced Dobby, like, no, you should you should be paid. Like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be a slave. And it's like, yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe this isn't necessarily, like, in their nature, or no, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure for some of them, it's absolutely the best thing ever, and they absolutely love it. But maybe there are some others who are like Dobby who were like, eh, not my favorite. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like it has to do with how they're treated by whoever is, like, in charge of them, I guess. Yeah. Because obviously Dobby wasn't happy with the Malfoys. <laughs> I was say, yeah, and, and that's another point I kind of want to make because, you know, Hermione mentions like, oh, I've never seen, you know, house elves at Hogwarts. I've never seen them. And I think it's uh, Sir Nicholas who says like the mark of a good house elf was to not know that they're there. Right. And I was like, that seems kind of odd because the Malfoys definitely knew Dobby. Everyone kind of knows who that is. Yeah. Barty Crouch definitely, you know, kind of like knows of Winky and whatnot. Like yeah. everyone like has met Winky. So it's like, I don't know that that's a, the mark of a good house self because yeah. in, from what I've seen, people, people, people know, know of other elves. people's house elves. Yeah. yeah. Cause we know about creature too. Like, yeah, we know about creature in the fifth book, there's... which I, I almost feel like that would be a different situation seeing as, you know, I feel like the house is empty for several True. years. Yeah. And so it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't know either. House elves I are mean, an interesting thing. Maybe it's the mark of a good house elf if there's company around. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, maybe they're talking on like the like company side, where like they have a bunch of house elves that they mm-hmm. have versus like a household having one house elf, and yeah. um. Like, that's why they view, like, the mark of a good house elf, like, on the company side of it is that you don't see them. You don't really know that they're there because they're just quietly doing their job. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, this, I mean, this is a private school. I think there was mention of uh, 
Does it mention or did I just read this somewhere? I don't know. Something about like tuition for Hogwarts. There's that tuition? might just, I don't, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know I definitely, I think I was probably doing research about something like in like the past couple of weeks and I saw something about tuition for Hogwarts and I was like, what? I was like, tuition, what? Yeah. I don't know. Does Hogwarts have tuition? Hold on. You're going to Google it. Have. <laughs> uh, oh, it helps if I spell correctly. Tuition. But, um, on top of the house elf thing like i just i forgot that they didn't even know that the house elves were there like i i guess i just yeah. never really thought about it but this really yeah. is when you find out that there are house elves at hogwarts i mean it's partly because you know the movies don't show the house yeah. elves at hogwarts it's not nope. even mentioned it's never yeah. mentioned never. uh but but yeah like even in the first three movie or first three books you know like it's not something mentioned all we, all we know based on like the second book is that uh you know like rich wizarding families have house elves and that's all yeah. we know yeah also there is no tuition fee for hogwarts the ministry of magic covers the cost of all magical education nice yes do they have to pay for a pre-wizard school <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't know it says covers the cost of all magical education so, so it could <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I have no idea. people get free education. I'm jelly. Woo, same. <laughs> I want free education. <laughs> yeah, give me free education. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's really interesting. Anyway, Hermione, you know, she finds out that there's house elves and that they're the ones who made her dinner and she immediately pushes her plate away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hermione, you're not about to not eat the entire time you're at Hogwarts, are you? Because... Good luck, There's I guess. No way. There's you won't no. survive. <laughs> Ma'am, you're supposed Ma'am. to be eating. Also, I'm pretty sure the house elves are going to be really upset with you if you don't eat. Yeah. So. No, like, like if if they need to get a house elf to tell Hermione, please eat. We want you to eat. Like, we are happy to make this food for you. Like, do it. But even still, like, Hermione might not even believe them. Yeah, it's true. She might think they were coerced into it. But a lot of the house elves that are at Hogwarts, at least from, like, the interactions that we've seen, or mm-hmm. will see, we haven't seen them yet, but we will see interactions with the house elves at Hogwarts. Um, They seem like they really enjoy working at Hogwarts and really enjoy yeah. what they do there. They don't seem like they want to leave. They don't seem like they have any other things that they want to do. Like, it genuinely just seems like that's what they like. Yeah. And that's from the house elves. Like, that's from them talking. <laughs> like, I don't think Dumbledore is going to be like, how dare you? You can't say anything bad about Hogwarts or working here at all. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, Dumbledore would never be like that. No, not at <laughs> all. Like, uh, I, like, I think if there were an issue, at least with the house elves, I, I would hope that he's like, okay, hey, like, let's talk about this. How can yeah. we, you know, let's find a solution, you know? Yeah, I think he would be pretty um, open to having a discussion. Like, I think yeah. even he would be more, like, willing even to let Dobby work there for money, probably, if... Probably, like, to be it, honest. You know, like... Yeah. Like, I don't think Dumbledore is necessarily unreasonable in that aspect, but we yeah, also like, don't know how he interacts with them. True, yeah. I also feel like if Dobby did want to work there for any reason, and, like, if the ministry said, no, we're not gonna pay a house elf, I feel like maybe, maybe... Uh, cause, cause obviously the professors also get money, like mm-hmm. to, they're paid to work there. I feel like Dumbledore maybe would be like, okay, I will take like some of my paycheck and yeah. give it to you. I could see that. I could see it happening. I could too. I could too. 
Because I, I feel like Dumbledore doesn't really use his money. I also feel like, you know, like McGonagall and Snape probably don't really use their money. Like none of none of the professors, they don't really go out and do things from what we know. They live there year round <laughs> yeah, and have much. everything paid for. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sounds like a like, cushy life to me. They get to live in a castle. Sounds great. <laughs> I mean, like go on vacation during the summer or something. Like do it, please. They should. They should. They really should. They should, you know, pursue some hobbies during that time. real. We need some hobbies up in here. But, yeah, they have uh, their food. And, you know, Ron is trying to, like, convince Hermione to eat throughout all of this. He's like, oh, there's treacle tart and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) But she won't. She's like, no. (laughs) My my favorite one that that was mentioned, because, like, I had never heard of this dessert. I didn't know what it was. Uh, but apparently Spotted Dick is a dessert option. And I was like, what the fuck is yeah, that? I had no clue what that was. I, 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 look, look it up. <laughs> I looked it up because I really wanted to know. Um, I, can re- I can read it. I put the, uh, it. the description of it in here. Uh, Spotted Dick is a traditional British steamed pudding, histori- historically made with suet and dried fruit and often served with custard. Non-traditional variants include recipes that replace suet with other fats or that include eggs to make something similar to a sponge pudding or cake. And I was like... All right, who named it then? Yeah, who did? Because what? Because <laughs> offering a, a teenage girl name. something named called Spotted Dick is a little interesting. Yeah, especially since we don't really have that in the U.S. Nope, we don't know what that is. So, so it's a little <laughs> <Okay>. concerning. <laughs> Just a little bit, a tiny, tiny little bit. It's fine. Now that we know it's a pudding or a cake, we're good. Yeah, we're good. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Um, but you know they Dumbledore stands up you know starts welcoming welcoming them doing his little announcement thing and he says oh by the way no Quidditch among the houses this year and they're all like what and I was like yeah no Quidditch this year you turds (laughs) I like feel like they, they I feel like they should have like um like, fun, just, like, inner house games throughout the year. Like, not necessarily yeah. for, like, any sort of tournaments. But, no. like, if you have people who, like, want to go into Quidditch, like, after Hogwarts, then, like, I feel like taking a year off isn't going to be good. It's not. Which is why I think uh, the serious ones probably would still practice. Yeah. I'm sure they would, at the very least, practice. They would probably have to... I don't know. Maybe they would gather everyone who does play Quidditch at Hogwarts or who wants to play and be like, all right, let's yeah. have like some weekly game sessions yeah, or something. Probably. I, I would not see that as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they don't have Quidditch because uh, their their announcement is, um, oh, wait, it's not happening because Mad-Eye pops in. <laughs> Mad-Eye shows up for once. We were uh. about to get the announcement. We were about to, but Mad-Eye pops in. Um, (laughs) And he strolls on up to that chair that Hermione was so worried about being empty. Yep. Hermione, it's okay. He had something he was tending to, apparently. Like, maybe he was getting kidnapped and replaced right then. Okay? He could have been. Who knows? (laughs) Actually, maybe that's when it happens. Maybe it happens the day he's supposed to go to Hogwarts. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, no um, everyone's super shook by his appearance. Apparently, he's like missing part of his nose. His face is really like rough looking. Like they like 
Joe wrote that it literally looks like someone didn't know how to like make a person. Yeah. And I was like, ma'am, <laughs> how disfigured <laughs> yeah. is he? He's so disfigured, apparently. <laughs> Poor guy. Like, what happened like, to I, him? I think even his hands, too. I think it was like, oh, he has, like, awful scarring on his hands. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, like okay. <laughs> he should have retired a long time ago, it sounds like. He, he is retired. Only, yeah, but, like, you know, a he's long time ago. convinced to come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um. Know. But he walks in, he has this, like, one, like, normal eye, and then the other eye is, like, moving everywhere, all over, all the time. It's, like, bright blue, I think, yeah. is what they said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously, this is kind of a jarring moment. People don't really see people who look like this very often, which I would be very curious as to what happened to him. I'm very curious already, myself. I- I mean, like, we, we've already heard that, you know, like, oh, Matt Moody was an or He was yeah. a really good one. A lot of people are after him because of, like, what he's done. He's put, you know, several, like, really, like, re- like really bad people away in Azkaban for a long time. Like, most of the people who are in Azkaban, it's because of Moody. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, Moody has been through a lot of shit just to put people away. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can probably guess what has happened. Probably. But we don't really know. But yeah, we don't. We don't know. And I don't know. They also realize that he has a wooden leg, too, when he yes. down. They see it with his little clawed foot, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, Like, they heard it when he was walking in, though. It's not like they didn't know there was, like, a, a wooden, like, sound. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Dumbledore announces him. He's like, hey, look, this is it. This is your teacher. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, they move on. Back to the announcement Dumbledore was going to make before Moody popped in. Uh, and, and he's all like, this thing hasn't been held for over a century. We're going to have the Triwizard Cup. Oh, did he say that? I apparently yeah. completely missed that when I was he reading. Did. Hold on. He, he said it hasn't been held for over a century. <laughs> okay, I believe it. <laughs> and I, I was so like, look <laughs> I was like, if it hasn't been held in that long, then it's got to be fairly dangerous. I was like, why wasn't it held for a century? And I was like, ah, a death toll. Nice. It had a really high death okay, toll. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does say it hasn't been held for over a century. Because I, I apparently completely skipped over that. Because I make a comment about, like, Harry Harry is basically thinking to himself, like, oh, I don't want to be worrying about the deaths that happened hundreds of years ago. And I'm like, okay, but Harry, we don't know when it was discontinued, but it was over a century ago. It was okay, over a century. Got it. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Don't Thank you. It. Appreciate it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, super dangerous, you know. Um, and Dumbledore goes, so this is this is our our attempt to get it to happen. Um and he goes ahead and puts this caveat in because everyone gets all excited, you know, and he's like, only seventh years can uh, do this, by the way. Yeah. And it only really happens every five years because that's what it was when it first was happening. It happened every five years. And I was like, so if this does come back and it still continues to be held every five years, that would make it literally impossible for some students to ever be able to participate. It would make it impossible for most students to ever be True. able to participate. Yeah, most. You're right. Because every <laughs> five years is kind of random. 
first of all. Yeah. And you and have like, to be 17 when it comes around. I mean, that's a new rule that, that, is they, a new rule. that they're putting yeah. in for this. And it makes sense as to why they would put in that rule because uh, in the Wizarding World, once you be once you turn 17, so uh, uh, it makes sense that they would, uh, you know, raise the age limit to 17 instead of, I, I assume it used to be just if you want to be participate, then put your name in. Doesn't matter how old you yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, but in the Wizarding World, once you turn seventeen, like you were technically like an adult in the eyes of the Wizarding World. Like you yeah. don't, you no longer have the trace on you. You can do whatever. Um, you like you're basically just kind of in your last year of Hogwarts to make sure you're really ready for the Wizarding World. I feel like, mm-hmm. but so it, it makes sense that they would raise the age limit. Yeah, for sure. It's just definitely excluding a lot of people who probably definitely want to be a part of it like yeah the dream like friend george or <laughs> i wouldn't well, necessarily harry, say the entire dream not team Hermione, but ron and harry are very interested i'm not even sure harry's interested i think well, i don't think so because it was right. mostly ron, ron. <laughs> yeah ron's the one who was like oh yeah you know that would be really interested hey harry you gonna put your name in like yeah you should put your name and harry's kind of like yeah totally you're right you're uh, right maybe harry was 100%. thinking oh i'll just sit this one out you're probably right actually i feel like he would i feel like harry would have rather just sat it out like you know i'm I'm I think, done with the, with the dangerous shit for a well, while. Well, I think he, he would have been like, yeah, Ron, you put your name in. I'll cheer you on from the sidelines. I'll hang out with her mind. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You have your moment in the, the spotlight, right? Yeah. Um, but then the 17-year-old rule happens. <laughs> and obviously, like, they're all going to start plotting how to get in if they're underage and stuff. And Dumbledore's like, don't even try, guys. We have yeah. a very impartial judge. Um, who will not let anyone who is underage join. Yeah. I think it's kind of smart that Dumbledore just says, like, impartial judge and doesn't actually say, like, who or yeah. what the judge is. Yeah, he doesn't so, you talk know, about it. <laughs> you know, friend George are kind of like, oh, but, you know, we got to figure out something to try and trick the judge into letting us, you know, uh, participate. Well, and doesn't Ron make the comment about how he thinks that, like, Dumbledore is just saying that to try and stop the ones who are, like, younger from doing it but the judge is gonna pick whoever they think is like the best choice from the the schools or one of them says someone says it but he's like he's just trying to stop us from like putting our names in but they're just gonna pick whoever they think is best despite age mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know about that one ron <laughs> Wait. i don't know i i mean like it's the only thing that um that is done for the age limit is the age line around the cup that's so, true. like, because, I mean, this cup has been used for, you know, a couple hundred years for the Triwizard Tournament. There's no age limit on the cup. Yeah. Plus, I don't think the cup would know their ages. But. So. But. There ultimately ends up being two people from Hogwarts who get picked, and it's because Harry's name gets put in under another school, and he's the only one who gets put in under a different school. Yeah. So. I don't even know what school it is, like. Yeah, I wonder... She never tells us. Yeah, we we never get told what is specifically written on the piece of paper for Harry's name. Yeah. I wonder if you have to put your name and then your school. I think that's what you have to do. I think that is what it is. You probably do. We don't see that in the movie. All we no. see is just it's a just name. A name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I feel like you probably have to put your name in your school. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but- I don't know either. They're all grumbling about the age limit and all that, whatever. Mm. And 
uh, Dumbledore's like, all right, go go to your common rooms now. Bye. Good night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sends them <laughs> off after giving them bad news. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how they think that they would be able to surpass any, like, char- I didn't mean charm charges, but, like, charms or anything that, like, is supposed to, like, block them from putting, like, the the right, like, their name in with, like, what am I saying? <laughs> like, if they're the I- right age... Like, if they're younger, I don't know how they thought they would be able to surpass whatever charm or thing is going to block them from getting in. Well, that's the thing. The students don't know yet who Mm -hmm. the judge is. They think it's a person. Yeah, they do think it's a person. They think it's a person. So they're thinking, like, oh, we can, you know, trick so-and-so to whatever. Like, they're thinking they can basically just, like, buy their way into the tournament. Um, yeah. more or less, but I'm sure if it were a person that, you know, it'd be like, okay, give me a list of all of the seven, uh, the seventh years, you know, like mm-hmm. I will make sure, like, I will go ahead and go through and take any names out of this that aren't on the list. So, you know, they, they think it's a person. They don't know about any charms or anything. Yeah. Uh, but once it's, uh, revealed that, Hey, you know, it's actually a cup and there's an age line. You can't cross that. Then I'm sure that that's when it's like oh yeah interesting like a really strong age line <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yes but uh, Hermione's like y'all shouldn't be trying to like do that anyway like that's dumb <laughs> yeah oh yeah I don't blame her like they already heard that there was like a really high death toll the last time this happened why are we yeah I, I mean I guess my question about the death toll is just like are you talking about each year it happens, at least one of the champions dies? Or are you talking like, oh, like some of the uh, some of the crowd, you know, the onlookers also died? Or like, what what is the death toll? Tell yeah, me. I, I don't Because that's what confuses me. I, I am very curious about the death toll. Because I'm like, is it just the number of, like, champions? Of the three champions, is it the number of champions who have died over the years? Like, okay, understood. It, it could be, like... Between one and three people every five years. Yeah. Got it? Yeah. Interesting. Like, I understand it's a dangerous thing. Yes. But I don't understand the whole, like, ooh, high death toll. (laughs) I don't either. I don't understand it. I really don't. (laughs) I'm also going to go on a limb and say I don't think Joe does either. (laughs) I think she's just pulling words out of her ass honestly often often exactly what she does yes yes that's all she does (laughs) um but also in this moment when Dumbledore's talking about the cup we find out that the Durmstrang students and the Bobin students are gonna be there in October and so that's about when it's gonna like start and when like it's gonna start picking students so like they have a whole month at least I to to put their name in the cup I think I read. Maybe? I read something. I don't know if I or like put a t- it whole down month further in my notes. Anticipation, probably. I don't think it's a whole month. I read something um, on the wiki. I don't know if I put this in, but basically, oh, okay. uh, students would have like twenty four hours to put their name in the cup. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the same actually in this book, or if that was just a like, oh, in past years, you know, that's how it was. I feel like that's probably uh, what it is, just because like mm-hmm. they don't get there until October, but that's when it's supposed to start too. So it probably would make sense for them to get there like a day or two beforehand, and then have them have a whole day to possibly put their name in if they want to try and participate. Yeah, so they have exactly. all this time to like really consider if that's what they want to do or practice stuff or like whatever. Mm-hmm. 
try to get better at whatever it is they think they need to be better at to be able to get chosen. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think, I think the bow battens of the Durham strengths probably show Mm -hmm. up like literally just like a day or two before the cup is revealed and yeah, all that. And I, I feel like it makes more sense that that's when they show up instead of at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, now you're interrupting their school year. Exactly. Like, what are they doing? Do like, they are, do they just go to school now at Hogwarts for a yeah, year? Do you have like, space for that? Like, is that I mean, what's I happening? Think you do, or... you only have like five students in each year anyway. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, don't kid. That's true. Five dudes. (laughs) Five dudes. (laughs) But essentially 10 students per year. That's what it maths out to. (laughs) Per house. Per house. Yes. Yes. Sorry. So that's 40 students per year. 40 students per year. They probably do have the room to spare. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is when Joe was talking about how many students were at Hogwarts. This is where she started counting them. When she included Bobatons and Durmstrang. But how many people from Bobatons and Durmstrang come? Girl, I don't know. Like, I, I feel... Think... I don't think so. I, well, maybe, lot. actually. Maybe. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was originally thinking, like, oh, just the people who were thinking about putting their names in would come. But or it's who like, are, like, old no. enough or whatever. But Fleur's little yeah. sister ends up being there. I always thought they just brought her in just for that task, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but it could be because it, it says like, oh, Hogwarts is hosting this. So and it's like a not necessarily a year long thing, but it's a few months kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, maybe they do just bring all of their students over. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I have no but, idea. Yeah, this this whole thing just doesn't really make a lot of sense. It sounds like it should be happening during the summer. I'm going to be real honest. Yes, agreed. It, yeah, <laughs> it like why? Like why interrupt the their school schooling? Yeah, why yeah. interrupt their schooling? Or it mm. should be like it should be like an end of the year kind of thing, yes. like right after yep. uh, school's over. Like, um, because it it could be like in college. At least for my college, we had like a May semester. Like, just you could take like a course during the month of May. Yeah. And so it's like, it could be like that. You could just get it all over with in the month of May, except I don't know what their school year is, so I don't know. I don't either. And you're right. Schooling doesn't <laughs> matter at Hogwarts. I don't know what it we're does, talking about. It doesn't. Nope. It's not important. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. But yeah, they're all just chatting about this as they head on to the common rooms. And for some odd reason, Neville steps on a stair that is a trick stair. Yeah, um, the trick stair confused me. Well, and his foot apparently like sinks in to it. So I was like, are we talking like he probably kind of like, you know, sometimes when you're not looking at the stairs and you're walking up the stairs and you think there's one more step, but there isn't one more step. So you kind of like step down like kind of hard because you yeah. were anticipating there being a step there when there wasn't one like that kind of thing. I, so, so in my mind, when I originally read it, it was like, like he stepped on the stair, like it was an actual stair. It's just randomly in the middle of the staircase. Uh, and like the stair, like, or at least like the square where his foot was like that sunk down to be like, uh, um, like flat. Yeah. Like flat. Okay. Um, but I was really confused because I was like, okay, what kind of trick stare is that? Like, yeah. I don't understand. But then I think I read it again and I was like, okay, maybe somehow 
Because it said something about like, uh, like he sunk halfway yeah. through the step, and I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, what is halfway? Does that though? does that does that mean like just his foot, you know, like made the stair go down, or does that mean like somehow his entire body went like halfway through the step or something? Like, don't understand. It just sounds dumb and dangerous to me. I mean, at first I thought it just made a suit of armor laugh, and like you stepped on the step and the suit of armor starts laughing, and I was like, that's not it. That's, that's not it. It's like a magic trick. <laughs> I mean, what kind of trick stare? What is the trick stare supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think Joe does either. I don't think she does either. That was not yeah. a very good description of what happened. Yeah, exactly. I know. If you're questioning it, then it's definitely not a good description. Um. No, I need you to like draw me out a diagram of what happens, please. Okay. And. Uh, if you want to talk about any of your stuff, mine is literally like right when they're going up to the rooms. Uh, so they okay, so so you know they they get up the stairs after helping Neville off of or out of the trickster. I don't know, uh, but they get to uh, the the common room. They or like they get to the the door with the portrait of the fat lady and. Uh, George gives the password, which is Balderdash, and he goes, a prefect downstairs told me. And I'm like, okay, just a random prefect? Or was it a Gryffindor prefect? <laughs> I hope it was a Gryffindor prefect. I hope it was a Gryffindor prefect. I mean, no I- other like, house is supposed to know your password. I know. <laughs> exactly. I am confused. <laughs> I am also confused. But um, just like, also, yeah. wh- when did this prefect tell him? Why did it, the prefect only tell George? Like, yeah. Wasn't he with them like the whole time? Yeah. Didn't they exactly. walk into the Great Hall and sit down together and leave the Great Hall together? Like, when would he have talked yeah, to the Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand when they find out what the password is. I don't either. The password thing makes no sense, but it's fine. It, like, like I understand the password. I think it's awesome that oh, yeah. each common room has a password. But totally. I, the whole... The whole um, way it works doesn't the make The whole sense. way you're told what yeah. the password is yeah. doesn't. No. And the fact that Neville can just write down like multiple passwords and there's multiple passwords now for the door. Like what? Not anymore. That was last year. Yeah, but he did that. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's because they were changing the password pretty much every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know either. No, my comment, I am digging another hole in her writing because I am sorry, but they all go up the same spiral staircase instead of two different staircases that lead to the girl's side and the boy's side. Really? No one's supposed to go up the way towards the girls, but it turns out that she, like Hermione, just gets to walk through a door after going up the same staircase as the guys, which is not how that works at all, because the that's, staircase is supposed to turn into a slide. That's not what it says here. That's what yeah, that's, I, like, it said when I, like, listened to it. Uh, no, it's not what it says in my copy. It says it basically says they got into the common room and Hermione said like distinctly muttered slave labor before bidding them a good night and dis- disappearing through the doorway to the girls' dormitory. Yeah, but so there should be a staircase the- to the door dormitory. Well, yeah, she probably went to the door that leads to the staircase to the girls' dormitory. Is there a door that leads to the staircase? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Joe. I don't remember her writing anything about that in the past books. She's really bad at writing. 
it just sounded like they all went up the same staircase and I was like that's in yeah no un- understood I, I remember <laughs> yeah I remember reading this part last night and I was like what yeah <laughs> I remember yeah. being just like what about the staircase but I I didn't really think like oh they took the same staircase no I was like yeah. Hermione like split off from them in the common room and went to the girls dormitory and so in my brain I was like all right she's taking the staircase well, up yeah. to the girls dormitory because usually usually they go their separate ways but she just goes in the store and they walk up the same stairs it was like right there I mean she went through a different door in my mind so <laughs> I don't know because it, it's weird know. because it's just like like I can read this part but even still it was like it doesn't make sense like the the <laughs> next the next sentence was like Harry Ron and Neville climbed up the last spiral staircase and I'm like what? yeah that's why I was like so that's... they're all going up the same stairs I mean I understand why you would think that but no that's not what it says <laughs> <laughs> that's how it reads <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> I mean maybe uh, no that's how it reads Colleen <laughs> At least not what I here, Hold on. Do you want me to read it? Go I will read this it. to yeah, you. Okay. Uh, the portrait swung forward to reveal a hole in the wall through which they all climbed. A crackling fire warmed the circular common room, which was full of squashy armchairs and tables. Hermione cast the merrily dancing flames a dark look, and Harry distinctly heard her mutter slave labor before bidding them good night and disappearing through the doorway to the girls' dormitory. Harry, Ron, and Neville climbed up the last spiral staircase until they reached their own dormitory, which was situated at the top of the tower. And blah, blah, See, blah, 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 blah. That's my, that's my problem. She didn't put an extra sentence that really explained where the boys' dormitory was because it really exactly. does sound like they all go up the same staircase. Yeah. Like, I, like, it definitely needed an extra <laughs> sentence to say, like, oh, the boys went through the door to the boys' yeah. dormitory and exactly. started up the staircase. And, like, yeah. Otherwise, like, it's, that's super open to, like, misunderstanding mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because to, to, to me it's very clear that they were in the common room Hermione turned and went to the door where the girls dormitory is where the staircase is that's what that's my brain that's what's in my mind uh, and in but mine could... it just sounded like they were going up the same <laughs> stairs <laughs> and she just went into her door just like in the movies where they go up this one staircase and she goes in a door and they're mm-hmm. still going up to the boys that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So so basically, there's a fire in the staircase. I guess. Because <laughs> it says there, she, she looked at the fire. There was a crackling fire there. And, you know, I she... mean, there could have been a fire behind them, like, as they were entering the staircase. And then she enters the door. I don't know. I mean, or it could be like in the movies where there's that weird, you just go up that little spiral staircase there to that walkway and you go to either side. And it's stupid. Ugh. All it's, of it's stupid. stupid. It's all stupid. <laughs> Her writing is stupid. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we both hate how she writes. Yes. The story, bad. great. Yeah. The writing, not so much. She's very bad. Anyway, I'm done. I don't have any more comments. <laughs> Anyways, I have a comment. <laughs> yes, let's go. Um, I still don't understand how and why Harry's year's dorm room is at the top of Gryffindor Tower each year does not make sense we've talked about this before yep uh because every single year harry's been at hogwarts his dormitory room has been at the top of gryffindor nope. tower nope that should be seventh just years. Year. that should be seventh years that well no that that should be seventh years because yeah. i feel like on one hand i'm like yeah you know if they're seventh years they should be at the top they would have like the best view out there and then on the other hand i'm like well you know what they're older and probably are lazy and don't want to take those stairs I mean, yeah, but 
I still feel like seven years would be at the top. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I still feel like seven years would be at the top. I feel top. like it would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, exactly. But no, apparently not. Yeah. I, like, I could see it going either way. Either seventh is at the top, one is at the bottom, or the opposite where one is at the top, seven is at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, my, my last little comment uh, is, like, well, kind of one of the last things uh, said is, like, Harry grinned into his pillow, exceptionally glad that Ron couldn't see what he could, because Harry was imagining Cho Chang for whatever reason. And I'm like, what is with Harry having such a vivid imagination as he's falling asleep in this book? I don't know. <laughs> what is happening? Is he good? Is, yeah, is he good? Is he is okay? He <laughs> Harry, are, mean, you, are you okay? Do you have a little too much treacle chart? <laughs> I mean, is this supposed to be like, like set up to get us prepared for the next book when Harry's having like these visions in his dreams or something? Like, I, what? no, I don't think Except, he plans that far ahead. I don't, I don't think so either. But like, it, even still, what is with your vivid imagination, Harry? Is this puberty? Like, what's happening? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Couldn't don't tell know. you. I have no idea. But geez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's like my last uh, comment about the chapter. I told Karen before we started recording, I was like, I looked up the Triwizard Tournament wiki page because I couldn't help myself. And okay. so I put a whole bunch of like interesting facts here and made some comments. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Okay, let's so go. just first of all, in case you don't know, Cedric Diggory, he dies at the end. So sad. Uh, but apparently there were no subsequent tournaments uh, held following Cedric's death, which I'm like, oh, it's sad, but also I'm not surprised at all. I don't think it should have been brought back anyway, because there was apparently a death toll. <laughs> I don't understand the whole death toll thing. <laughs> Explain it first, and then I'll be concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just concerned that it's super dangerous. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Anyways, uh... It mentions that uh, it is likely that the Triwizard Tournament could be viewed as the wizarding equivalent to the Olympic Games. And I said, no, but maybe yes. However, it's literally just teenage students participating. So no, no. definitely not the Olympics. No, the one that's closer to the Olympics is the Quidditch World Cup. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's we already talked about that. We talked about this. You that know? one happens That's... every four years anyway. So, Yikes. Well, according to JK, but... It the, quote, quote it unquote happens every four years. Yeah, it does not track. We will talk <laughs> about that in like the next episode. Yeah. Um, but then I just saw some like interesting facts that I kind of wish were included in the movie because I thought that it would give some really good uh, like background to yep. the Triwizard Tournament and whatnot. Because like there, there are things that like... I didn't really realize until reading some of these uh, facts. Uh, so, first of all, the heads of the three participating schools were customarily the judges mm -hmm. for the Triwizard Tournament, which, now that I think back on it, that makes sense. Because, you know, uh, with the second task after Harry, uh, Harry saves both Ron and uh, Fleur's sister... Like they like the judges had to talk and discuss uh, whatever about the points, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh well, you know what, Dumbledore was a part of that conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, all right, cool. It does. Um, things that I like forget about. Uh, the next, my next little fact is each tournament consisted of three tasks designed to test the champion's courage, intelligence, resourcefulness, and magical ability. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. 
Champions were supposed to stand alone during the tournament. They were supposed to receive no outside help from anyone, including friends and teachers. Cheating was frowned upon, though it had been known to take place several times during the history of the tournament. Cheating was so common, some people believed it to have been a traditional part of the event. What? How? (laughs) Yeah. No, I, like, how are you not supposed to get help? What? (laughs) Yeah. That one confused me. I was like, I, I feel like you should be able to ask, um, like teachers or something like, hey, I think this might be what the next next task is. If you know, don't tell me, like you don't have to confirm mm-hmm. or not. But like, what are, like, let's, can we brainstorm some way for me to, you know, work through this task? Yeah. Like, can we talk about it? Like, I feel like you should be able to talk to people and be like, yeah. hey, like, can I... Can we run through some ideas? Can we brainstorm? Things yeah. like that. I think that you know? would be good. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the next one I saw was the Yule Ball held on Christmas Day night was a traditional part of the tournament. The ball included a feast and a formal dance where the champions and their partners led the host school in dancing. Students old enough to attend were allowed to bring a friend. Students that were too young to attend might attend if invited by a student old enough to attend the ball. How old do you have to be to attend the Yule Ball? So, I don't know. Because they're all 14, so maybe 14? That would be my guess. My other guess would be 13. Uh, because of the Hogsmeade trip. So I would think like, oh, maybe because they can attend Hogsmeade now. Maybe they can. I don't know. We don't really know any like third years who go except for like Ginny. And I think. Except for Ginny. And that's different. Yeah. By Neville. I mean, we don't know any third years period except for Ginny and Colin Creevy. But Colin Creevy doesn't really show up. So. Yeah, I think they have to be 14. Maybe. I wish it were said. <laughs> I also wish it were said. Maybe it'll be, it said to be said in the book. Maybe. It might be. I mean, we're not there yet. So. We're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a good one. A good question. Yeah, that, that, one's, that one's interesting. I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, all right. Um, let's see. The next one was the Triwizard Tournament was established approximately 700 years ago as a friendly competition between the Wizarding Schools, the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, the Bow Batten's Academy of Magic, and the Durmstrang Institute. And I think I never really like realized that it that this the Triwizard Tournament was always between these three schools. Like it makes sense, but I never really thought about it like yeah. I kept, like as we were reading this book i was just kind of wondering like oh how the, how do they determine which schools participate like it's yeah. interesting but well, now that i now that, <laughs> that i have more backstory yeah yeah like now that i have more backstory i know like oh like the triwizard tournament hasn't been held in over a century and blah 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 whatever like it's like oh okay so it's always been these three schools that makes sense actually <laughs> <laughs> that's true sorry what I was going to say is it would have been uh, similar to, like, how, like, us questioning who gets to participate would have been similar to how the Quidditch World Cup works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, who's in charge of hosting it? Because apparently Britain did it a few times when it really shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's the weird thing. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, but whatever, you know, we'll get to that in another episode. Uh but um, let's see. Uh, there had been at least 125 editions of the tournament. 
Hogwarts had 63 wins and Bo Batten's had 62. And so I don't know if that means that Durmstrang never won or if that just means, you know, I don't know. They just haven't counted the Durmstrang ones or it's never been mentioned anywhere or what? I don't know. But I did look up the Yule Ball thing and it said only students of fourth year or above were permitted to attend. So okay, it is 14. Yep. It is 14. Okay, cool. Good to know. I feel um, I feel like that's a good like age cutoff. It is. It is a good age cutoff. I mean, technically, Ilvermorny would be a school during this time. Yes. Uh, but yeah. But we don't hear about it. We and, don't hear about it ever. And I'm pretty sure that's just because she just didn't feel like there was one, and then she decided, oh, just kidding, there totally is, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The next thing I have is yeah. uh, the tournament preparations were shrouded in secrecy, although Cornelius Fudge was obliged to inform the Muggle Prime Minister that the ministry would be importing several dragons from Romania, as well as a sphinx from Egypt, Egypt to use for the competition. Why did the Muggle Prime Minister need to know? I don't know. I don't know either, because like I, I feel like the Muggles just don't need to know unless the transporting of the dragons and the sphinx were going to be somewhat visible to the muggles was it in case a dragon got out i mean maybe i could see that being uh, like one of the reasons they said like they like they let the muggle prime minister know also now that you mentioned the sphinx i remember her description of the sphinx being really really weird (laughs) i do not remember a sphinx at all yeah, well, we'll talk about it when we get there, but I'm sure you will think it's very strange as well. Oh, I, I probably will. I probably will, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do remember that, though. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, and yeah. then I had I had one more tiny little uh, fact from the Triwizard Tournament wiki. Uh, in the face of the Ministry's refusal to accept the truth, Dumbledore reconstituted the Order of the Phoenix to stand against Voldemort. I don't think I ever really realized that that's why the Order of the Phoenix uh, is brought back together. Like, like it's something that's like, oh. I think subconsciously I probably knew, yep. but it wasn't like, oh yeah, like Dumbledore specifically said like, hey, let's bring back the Order of the Phoenix. It was just kind of like, I, I know the movies so well that it was just suddenly like, hey, Order of the Phoenix, hey, it's a thing. And it's like, oh, that's okay. a good point. It makes sense for the Order of the Phoenix to come back because the Ministry refuses to acknowledge that Voldemort's back. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense, actually. It makes a lot of sense, yeah, because otherwise, like, in in the movie, at least, it's just kind of like, okay, why is it back? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. That is really interesting. Also, you know there's no customs for the dragon's (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I had that thought too. I was like, maybe they have to do. They something. live in medieval times. Don't they don't have they, customs. <laughs> the wizards live in med- medieval times. Yes, the Muggles, yes. not as much. <laughs> probably not. They probably live like, in normal, modern times. But the wizards <laughs> live in medieval times. They don't even have phones. Yes. So yeah, no phones. Not that. allowed. They still use quills and parchment. Yeah, freaking weirdos. Like, what? <laughs> if I were a muggle board, I would be bringing some ballpoint pens. <laughs> like, yes. if you're going to make me write in ink, I'm going to write in ballpoint pens. Yes. Absolutely. But that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. Cool. <laughs> nice. I don't know what else to, like, say other than, like, join the Discord. 
Yeah. And as a reminder, we will not have an episode next week. Yeah. Because we, I don't have time. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. yep. She's busy. <laughs> so no episode. I'm busy. Bye. Yeah. Bye. We'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we should talk more about the uh, Quidditch World Cup in the next episode. It's a question of if we remember. Yeah. If we remember. Life is busy. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Anyways. I guess we should keep it magical. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals, Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMMOMI. Be sure to check out our website at bmmomi.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmomi. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omy at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.